conditions over the course of the year. London's weather, cloudy and breezy with some bright spells possible through the morning. A high of 14 degrees Celsius, 11 degrees the temperature right now in Covent Garden. LBC 97.3, it's three minutes past four. LBC 97.3, text 84850, tweet at LBC 973. This is London's biggest conversation with Steve Allen. Morning, Monday morning. Welcome along. It's LBC 97.3. You well? I only ask as a matter of course because everybody I bump into has been ill recently. People have got coughs and colds and they're wheezing and they're sort of sniffling. I mean, it's, it's dreadful, really. I can't work out of it. Summer colds or we're now into winter. Some parts of the country this morning have woken up to a blanket of snow. Doesn't really seem possible, does it? I mean, I cannot believe that we are in May, but we are. It says May the 12th on here, so I'm assuming things must be okay. But in certain parts of the country, no, a light dusty. And I was watching an episode of, might have been Emmerdale the other day. I don't know why I was watching Emmerdale. I'm not, I like it, don't get me wrong. And, and all of a sudden, and I thought, now either the actors got dandruff or that snow going on there. And it turned out to be snow. They had some light dustings of snow. And I thought, we've all gone mad. There's me planted the hanging baskets up. And all that would be killed off by frost. But it'll, if they do, I'll have to just replant the things again. So somebody said to me, I told you, don't do them till the end of May. I said, well, I don't care. Went through the Sunday papers. That was a bit bleak. Not really a lot apart from uh, an assault on Michael Lavelle in a pub. I'm a bit sceptical about assaults in pubs. In fact, I'm very sceptical. Ever since years ago, I was standing outside um, a pub called The Limelight. Uh, it's a, a club that was in London, and it was set in a church, and LBC had done a number of programmes from it. And Boy George was going in for something, and some journalists over the road, photographers, said to this girl, listen, go and throw a pint of beer over Boy George, give you 150 quid. And so they, they picked up, she picked up this, this pint of beer and went and threw it over him. They got a picture in the paper, you know, Boy George attacked outside club. And you think, it's set up. I mean, on this picture on the front of the Sunday Mirror I was looking at yesterday, Michael Lavelle, there's obviously a photographer in the pub waiting for something to happen or somebody's filming him because they've got the moment the beer is thrown over him. The person then ran out of the pub. I thought, yeah, because you've just been paid by a newspaper, I should imagine, to do that. So they get a story in the same way. There was another story, I think it's on the front of one of today's papers, which says that a statue of uh, Ken Barlow, uh, that's Bill Roach, has been defaced in Madame Tussauds. And I thought, Madame Tussauds, well, I, I was in Madame Tussauds only the other week, I don't remember seeing him anyway. And they went, in Blackpool, went, oh, that one. Oh, that one. I think that's Louis Tussauds in Blackpool. That was the one that had the people totally unrecognisable. Then they had to have a revamp. And uh, you knew how bad it was because people, people were pointing and laughing at, who do you think this is? Nobody knew. So I cannot believe that somebody seriously in Blackpool paid money to go into a place to deface a statue of somebody, you know, because there's no guarantee it would have been in there anyway. So they've now removed it for its own safety. To be honest with you, I mean, I know they have a lot of trouble in Madame Tussauds in London with people wanting to touch Kylie's bottom because Kylie Minogue is in there and so you can pay extra and touch her or you could sit on the E.T. bicycle or a bicycle that looks like the E.T. one and have your picture taken with E.T. phone home. Which kids like. Mind you, adults like it as well. And also David Beckham. A lot of people like to stand there and put their arms around David Beckham. So Because it's very hands-on, Madame Tussauds. They aren't behind glass. They're just there in, in rooms and you walk around them and you can presumably touch or do whatever. I, th- I think they look a bit freaky. I think they really do look a bit freaky, but I like, I like looking at them. And then, of course, certain things I don't buy into in the newspapers. Uh, I didn't buy into Celeb Magazine, which came with the Sunday morning. Patsy Kensett, a year ago, she says, 
I wouldn't even wear a swimsuit in front of my friends. And I thought, God save me, please, from celebrities who get paid by, you know, very, very rich companies to endorse something. The very idea that Patsy Kensett was fat is nothing short of laughable, I'm afraid. Nothing short of laughable. So they've got a picture of her looking average in 2003. That's the best they could manage. And you know she's paid by this company to uh, to talk about it. And quite clear, they don't feel they're getting their money's worth. So they've stuck her on the front of Celeb magazine. It's a pile of old rubbish. It really is. I've told you before, if you want to lose weight and if you want to sort of be healthy, you go to your doctor. The doctor gives you a diet sheet. You don't need to spend money. You don't need to go and buy any exercise machinery or anything like that. If you've got a house, you walk up and down the stairs. Dum, 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 dum. If you work in a building like this one, you don't take the lift, you take the stairs. Bum, 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 bum. And that's exercise. That's called exercise. You don't, or you go dancing. You don't need to waste money buying into special diets. It's a load of old poo, let me tell you. Don't waste your... Patsy Kensett's doing it for money. It's like every time you see a picture of Natalie Cassidy, and God knows we're bored with Natalie Cassidy, here she is again bringing out another fitness DVD. And, um, and so she is again, but she's getting engaged... To the man that she's sold this story so many times on, he abused her twice, and she's gone back to him, because apparently he's a different person. Well, we sincerely hope so. We sincerely hope so. But, uh, frankly, I'm, I get so bored with Natalie Cassidy. She's dreary at the best of times. And quite clearly, she's one of these actresses now who the acting work's dried up, so they've got to think, how can I make a living? So they do fitness DVDs. They do the fitness DVD, they go round, they'll stick them on the Graham Norton show and Daybreak and Lorraine. How are you? You're gorgeous, you're wonderful. And, oh, you've lost a lot of weight, haven't you? Yes, how about you taking the DVD, Lorraine? Perhaps you can have a go with it as well. She's done one. Oh, she's done Oh, God, dear. I did check with Barbara Windsor yesterday. I said, you're not, you haven't, you're not doing a fitness DVD, are you, Bar? And she went, no. She went out with a friend of hers, and she happened to have gone out without any makeup on, and so she was pictured out walking. She said immediately, she said, it looks as like I'm doing a fitness DVD. She said, I'm not. And she's also, that's all it was, she was just, just a walk. She's also not going back to EastEnders. They've had chats and all the rest of it, but she doesn't feel that she needs to do anything at the moment. She's enjoying her newfound freedom. She gets taken up by the uh, the bingo people. We had a lovely lunch yesterday at the Lady Rattlings. It was really nice. The uh, the guest speaker, and the lady who was honoured yesterday, was uh, was one of my favourite people on television. In fact, actually, when I saw her there, I was I was a little bit excited, a little bit excited. And that's Victoria Wood. So I was on top table, you know. You know, I mean, where else? And uh, and so I was with Barbara, and then next to her was a man who used to be part of the GLC, and I c- he might have been Alan Crossley, I can't remember. And he was he's Sir, and then next to his wife was Victoria Woods' friend for the day, who was a dancer, and then Victoria Woods. So I mean, I was you know like six feet away from Victoria Wood, and so we nominated her. She she got her her award from the lovely Lady Ratlings, who was celebrating eighty two years. Shirley Hale is Queen Rattling, and uh, and she did quite clearly, Victoria Wood had never been for Lady Rattlings before, because it can be slightly bizarre. You know, it's a, it's a group of ladies, and they love to kick their heels up, and they raise money for charity, and they were doing it for St Mungo's yesterday. And so they decide to nominate a person, and we have a raffle, and it's, I mean, it's just really lovely. It's a nice lunch. We're at the Royal Garden Hotel, and we, I pulled, I picked Barbara up uh, in the car, it was, 
it wasn't exactly the best weather we've had yesterday. In fact, it was wet when we came out. And we go in there, and so we pull up. Of course, she's instantly recognisable. And so she said to the blokes on the tour, uh, where should we put the car? He said, just leave it with me, I'll park it for you. So he parked directly opposite the front. Because it's the sort of car you would have opposite the front door of a hotel. Not like I'm driving a Cinquecento or Renault Megane or something like that. And so that was nice. So we go, and we have a really nice time. We bump into Roy Hudd, who has lost a ton of weight. Absolutely unbelievable. It was really, really good. There were all sorts of lovely people there, including lovely Barry Burnett, who got an award. His lovely mother, who just seems to be ageless. Seems to be totally ageless, Barry Burnett's mum. But all in all, I think we all agreed that it was very nice. Shall I tell you what we ate yesterday? Because people always are interested in the food in, in hotels. We started off with double-baked goat's cheese souffle, fennel and orange salad with walnut mayonnaise... It's all a bit posh, isn't it? I didn't... Do you know, that's the second time I've had goat's cheese in my life, and I, li- I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have known. Then we had pan-seared fillet of Scottish salmon with a prawn beignette, risotto cake, spinach gratin, and carrot and lemongrass sauce. Salmon. And uh, with a very, very small prawn. And then we had strawberry creme brulee with a vanilla almond tuile. Well, I didn't think it was. I, I do like creme brulee. I'm quite partial. And then we had coffee and petit fours. And I ate more than was healthy of the petit fours. Uh, portion size is good. Portion size is good. You know, like most hotels, but very efficient service. We've been there before to the Royal Garden, which is... Ne- oh, actually, that reminds me to tell you that uh, it's next to where Diana used to live in Kensington Palace. But this weekend, her brother has announced, they are closing the Diana exhibition. At Althrop, they're closing. And I thought, I thought this would be permanent. Now, I'm assuming, I'm only guessing, of course, that 90% of you who go and visit uh, Diana's birthplace and the place where she grew up would want to see the Diana exhibition. That's why you're going there. You're not going there because of him. You're going there because it's Diana and she's buried on the island. Well, we assume she's buried on the island. I mean, I don't know. She might not be. But then there he's going to close the exhibition. Now, whether or not it costs a lot of money, I don't know. Or whether or not the visitor numbers have tumbled in recent years and he's decided to close it down. Perhaps they're putting... Perhaps it could be something else. But I thought the interest in Diana was still there. I really did. Unless the, the family have said, listen, enough is enough. But, you know, you have exhibitions to Queen Victoria. You have permanent exhibitions on. So why not, why not one to Diana? I was a little bit upset by that. Especially as old old Charlie Althrop, I call him Charlie because he used to do a show on LBC, and uh, I used to follow him. And so when we were in Hammersmith, he used to do a show. I've had loads of people doing shows, actually. He was really nice. I know he's got a terrible reputation, but I'll tell you, I liked him. I thought he was very nice. And we've, we've had some celebrities, you know, in our time on LBC shows. And, uh, you know, it doesn't get any bigger than Diana's brother, which I thought was actually good. Larry Lamb was on LBC over the weekend as well. He's got a new show on Sunday. And uh, he was very good, Ted Till one. He had a couple of little hiccups, but there again, for God's sake, he's an actor. You're an out of a, a hiccup if you're an actor. Because I, t- I said to Barbara, I said, I said, you know, Larry's got... Sh-. She said, I know. I know. She said, I shall be listening next week. Because next week we haven't got the Lady Rattlings to go to. So we've got the papers, we've got, uh, we've got you... Well, hopefully we've got most of you this morning. On 84850stevenlbc.co.uk. And guess what? We've got the gadget competition back again, because we, we kind of lost it the other week. It vanished into the ether, and, and we went, where, where is the, where's the gadget competition gone? And I think, actually, somebody went away, and so they, uh, they kind of didn't do it. So now we're back in, uh, which is lovely. And they've also found a treasure trove in a Paris apartment. Now, I love stories like this. Any story that involves somebody unlocking a door 
and you move into a place of enchantment, like discovering Tutankhamun's tomb. This one has been untouched for 70 years. Seven, can you imagine? We've heard of shops that have been untouched for years and years and years, but this is an apartment in Paris. I'll tell you the full story and the gadget giveaway after this. LBC 97.3 Morning, 18 minutes past four. Forgot to say how brilliant Claire Balding is. She was rewarded at the BAFTAs last night, says Noreen. I didn't watch, so I can't comment on them, but well done to Claire, who was mentioned on the news. Yes, she mentioned her mum and dad and her partner, Alice, who did the papers on LBC a short while ago. And uh, so we're very happy about that. We like it. However... The papers have decided to print a picture of all the celebrities who turned up. They're only interested in the girlies. They're not interested in the boysies and what they were wearing. So the girlsies, uh, Holly Willoughby, just Holly Willoughby, you know, boobs out the front, hair tied back because really couldn't be bothered to do it, which is a bit of a shame. Jessie Wallace always looks a bit frumpy. She can't help it. She's 41. She's got a dumpy little body. And no matter what she wears, she's going to look badly dressed. Uh, Cara Toynton, very glamorous. Nice picture. Sienna Miller, very glamorous. Nice Helen McCrory, no idea, I'm afraid. Not to clue who you are, love, I'm terribly sorry, but uh, it was very sweet that you bothered to turn up. Louise Redknapp, hello dear, I mean, I don't know if there's a category for, for people who are married to footballers. I don't know what you were doing there, but uh, again, she's, I don't You know, when you look at somebody and you think, now, why, have you wear, why are you wearing this mumsy old outfit? A see-through blouse, hair scraped back, you know, a really not a good look. Not a good look, I'm afraid. Uh, Jenna Louise Coleman. I have no idea who you are. I'm ever so, but she was wearing beige. So that sums it up. Olivia Coleman. I don't know who Olivia Coleman is either. I'm not very good at identifying any of these people. I don't know who she is. She's wearing a very... She's a, an off-the-shoulder purple satin dress. Simple and stylish. Peep, I've never seen Peep Show. Never seen Peep Show. Tina Malone. What's she doing there? I'm sorry, it's BAFTA, dear. It's BAFTA. Suran Jones. OK. Claudia Winkleman. She's, she's slightly... Well, I think the word is kooky in the business. Everybody else mad as a broom. Uh, Emily Makeless. I'm sorry, dear, you're a newsreader. OK? Go back inside your studio, read the auto cue. Catherine Tilsley. Big faux pas here. Poor soul, honestly. It only goes to prove, Catherine, there is such a thing as too much publicity. They've said here, really bad hair and makeup alert. They've given her one. Uh, as in Sarah Millican, who got one as well. But why should she care? Why should she care? Michelle Collins, very brave colour in sort of like lemon sorbet, but quite nice, quite nice. They say she somehow just about gets away with it. But poor old Catherine Tilsley, loads of publicity, love, and they're turning against you. I wonder why that would be. I wonder why. I like the, the idea of turning against a violent... British armed robber. We managed to catch him. He's been on the run for years. He was sipping a cocktail by his pool. Oh, back you come to prison. Back you come. Because uh, he was he was sunbathing. He wasn't expecting the police to jump over the wall. Bit of a surprise for him, but there you go. One of Britain's most wanted men, Andrew Moran, had been on the run for four years since vaulting the dock and fighting his way out of court back in Britain. So they've got you and back to prison you go, lovey. And they'll probably just add a few years on your sentence. Due to appear before an extradition judge, I think, in Madrid yesterday, so they will no doubt get the order and he'll be back inside very, very quickly. He held up um, a Royal Mail van outside Asda. I mean, I ask you. Outside Asda in cold in Lancashire. They used a handgun, a machete and a baseball bat. £25,000. He was arrested and then he attacked four security guards. Well, back you come, love. Back you come like a little girl. Like a little girl. Back to prison. And uh, no more sitting by a pool anymore. 
the water will be dry before you get out. Did you hear that funny little clip of BBC Radio Stoke? And it was the DJ, and and she, she turned up, and she'd had, she sounded like she'd had a few beverages. It was her last Friday show. I can't tell you her name, and it's probably the only publicity that poor old BBC Radio Stoke is ever going to get in its life. And, and she went, P-A-R-T-Y? Party. Now, I assumed I'm erring on the side of caution, and I've decided that she's diabetic and she was having one of her going-under kind of moments, OK? Because, I mean, I know for the rest of you she sounded tiddly, and if you listen to it on the internet, she sounds tiddly. Uh, how she was never... T- this was one o'clock on a Friday... If I'd come on air and start... I mean, I sort of was questioning, actually, with a friend of mine earlier on about how long it would take before somebody pulled the plug on you. I see Alan. Alan here this morning. And, and people are going, I think he's had a few drinks. But, of course, in my case, I could be actually going under as a, as a diabetic. And it's, it's a case of how did she get to the studio to start with? And she's slowing and she's having a good time. But... And it's her last show, and it's on a Friday lunchtime. It's not Friday early hours of the morning. Friday lunchtime. So anyway, they, they took her off air. Apparently she was slightly emotional. And, uh, and that was it. She was very, very emotional, really. But how she survived it, God alone knows. I, re- I really, really don't know. All very, very interesting. But as I say, it's the only publicity that Radio Stoke are ever going to get. So we thought we'd give them a little mention, and hereafter they sink into total obscurity. I'm terribly sorry. That's the best thing. Perhaps there's nobody in the station on a Friday. Perhaps it was just her, and that's how she was allowed to get away with it. Or failing that, they had the presence of mind to listen to somebody else. <laughs> Anybody else, I should imagine. Uh, 84850. Michelle says Natalie Cassidy turned up on the National Lottery again. Immediately I thought fitness DVD. Yes, she is. She is doing another fitness DVD because uh, there's no acting work in the pipeline or in the foreseeable future. So I suppose the most she could get is a murder she wrote, and perhaps she could be killed quite quickly. Uh, I've just Googled Louis Two Swords Waxworks. You should see the images of Simon Cowell and the Beatles. Are the sculptors blind, Steve? Talk about laughable. Thank you, Patrick. Uh, 84850. When you saw Rod Hull, did you have Emi, Emi with him? Didn't say I saw Rod Hull. Rod Hull. Uh, Rod Hull is dead, sadly. So, Duncan, pull off the side of the road and give yourself up to the police immediately, OK? Rod Hull is dead, I think you'll find. Uh, if Louis Two Swords is as bad as you say, maybe the Bill Roach statue is improved by being defaced, says Phil. It, it used to have such a reputation, nobody was recognisable in it at all. Nobody was recognisable. But, but it's Blackpool. Nobody really cares, do they? I remember Hopalong Cassidy, says Brian. Who's Natalie? Yes, the, the younger sister of Hopalong Cassidy. Natalie Cassidy. She's everywhere, isn't she? But she, she's going to get married again, so no doubt they'll be milking that. Meanwhile, poor old Kerry Katona's suffering badly. She can't afford to get married again uh, because the magazines have gone, we're not paying for another wedding. You've already done it a couple of times and I'm afraid that's, that's your lot, love. You've had it, so there's no more money forthcoming. And so she goes, well, I want to get married. And you think, well, you probably will get married, but it'll have to be with sort of Love It magazine or something like that. Or failing that, I don't know, <clears throat> can't think who else would be remotely interested. I'm sure somebody would be, but I'm not interested in these girls who just, they're, they're occupational marriage people. They just get married for the uh, for the filthy lucre at the end of the day, and they have no talent, they have nothing at all, and uh, sadly, there are some people out there, probably listening at the moment, who would be the ones to go, oh, I want to see the wedding picture of Kerry Coke Toner. Why? Can't imagine why you'd want to see that. What would be the, what would be the purpose? The answer is, there is no purpose at all, because, you know, she doesn't do anything. She's a bit Natalie Cassidy. Um, she just sort of sits there and chain smokes and looks very ancient. And also... She's, she paid all her 
tax bill. She's been earning some money on tour. So hopefully she's all up to date with that. I'd like to think so, wouldn't you? I'd like to think that people pay their dues in life. We've all got tax to pay. We don't sometimes want to pay it, but we have to pay it. I see that uh, they all pitched up for uh, the Man Man United fans. Uh, Alex Ferguson. I'm so bored with the story. I'm, re- I'm, re- I'm so so dumbed down by the whole thing. He says, I quit for the wife and Rooney wants to go as well. Well, nobody cares about Wayne Rooney, do they? I mean, anywhere where they can laugh at his hair, I suppose, and he can take the chavvy wife with him. That'd be fine. But uh, all the fans clapped him and it was all lovely. And then over at Everton... Bill was crying, and, oh, I don't know, it was awful. And then Amanda Holden picked on Bruce Forsyth. Bruce Forsyth saying that they shouldn't put children on Britain's Got Talent, it's not fair. And Amanda says that it's up to the parents to decide uh, if the kids can cope with the intense pressure of it. And most of the kids can't. That's why they actually sit there and they and they cry. Because they, they come on stage and sing, Oh, for the wings, for the wings. Yeah, the beep. Thank you. You're boring. Get off stage. <laughs> And they start crying because they're little children. Little children cry if you push them over. Not that I spend my life pushing little kids over, but I mean, if you did, they would cry and they cry on stage because you've got a lot of people and the, the people go, ah, oh, all together. And they go, Ooh. it gets worse. It really gets worse. Front page story is the same story that ran on the front of uh, one of the Sunday papers, driven to the edge of despair, the tragic mum who couldn't afford to live. It was taking a little bit too far, the bedroom tax suicide. I have to be honest, whenever you read of somebody taking their own life, it's not as straightforward as that. Somebody has to be really, really, really depressed to take their own life. Whether they leave a note, whether they don't leave a note, they've got to be really depressed. It's more than a cry for help. So I don't, I think there must be other factors involved in this lady apart from a bedroom tax. I just don't, I just don't believe it's a bedroom tax, but that's the way that they're going with it. They're saying, look, she's taken her own life. She can't afford to live. She can, and you think, oh dear, things are never that tragic. There's always people you can talk to, always people you can, you can turn to. I'm delighted to say they've now charged a 15 year old boy over this acid attack. You see, I want people like that named. I want to know why somebody, a 15 year old boy would have acid knock on somebody's door. If her kids had opened the door, would you have thrown the acid over them as well? Is this somebody with a mental illness? Doesn't bode well for the future, does it? You're frightened to open your front door nowadays. Um, lots of pictures of the paper of the most wanted Brit nicked as he sipped a cocktail. Oh, well, you won't be sipping many of those in prison, will you? Silly boy. Silly, silly boy. Uh, mirror on the... Oh, that's the Sunday Mirror. I don't know why I was reading the Sunday... Why was I reading the Sunday Mirror? Oh, that's right. It was because of Natalie Cassidy. That was the only uh, reason. Here's Hair Cryer. I must have sat down and thought about that one for ages and ages on the front page of The Sun. Tears at the emotional final game. He's earned six million a year, ladies and gentlemen. Don't... Don't cry for me, Argentina. Six million a year? Hello? God, blimey. I tell you, we should be so lucky... And you think, oh, very sad, isn't it? Very sad he's got... No! Perhaps we can get somebody cheaper. Somebody much cheaper would be quite nice again. Well, you know, I don't know how much cheaper you can get for these people. Uh, I watch Peter Andre, says Dean. Peter Andre, my grim life. He's becoming very irritating. And as for the annoying M, I love the cameras. And Pete's children, who he loves, can we now pull the plug on the show? I don't... Yes, I mean, it's... Somebody wrote to me and said that they, they bumped into him, somebody was lovely and his kids were great. And all. I'm sure they are. I don't have a problem with that. It's just his boring life. Peter Andre, my life, because th- you want to know about it. No, dear, just a few people want to know about it. You and your agent, who makes the programme from Can Associates. That's a- Nobody really cares. Nobody really cares about it. It's a very boring life. We know that your very young girlfriend loves the limelight and loves tossing her hair backwards and forwards, almost to the point of boredom. Uh, Jackie, 
It says, I met Charles Althrop at, at work. He was buying a pen for his then wife's nephew. He was very nice, very chatty. There you go. So, yeah, well, he was very nice and very chatty here as well. He was very good. Helen McCrory is a well-known actress, says Dee, and married to Damien Lewis. Olivia Colman is a very well-known actress, and she's won two BAFTAs. A little more homework. I've got no idea who they are, love. And I really couldn't care even less. Olivia Colman, a very well-known actress. Well, quite clearly not. If I don't know of her, and I've been in the business 34 years, I've got no idea who she is. Well, I've never heard of her. Have you heard of her, Rupert? Well, Rupert said, well, there you go. Well, big up everybody else except me. I don't care. I've never heard of her, OK? But mind you, there's people I've heard of that none of you have ever heard of. None of you have ever heard of. Yeah, oh, that's generational, is it? Oh, because apparently... I mean, has, has, has Olivia done anything recently? Has she, has she been on television? Oh, uh, well, whoop. on what? Broad, Broadchurch. Well, I've never even seen that. Goodness sake, honestly. Picking on the poor old diabetic so soon this morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's not really nice, is it? It's LBC 97.3. It's 4.30. Oh, it rumbles on with Olivia Coleman. Oh, so the producer puts up pictures. I'm none the wiser. I'm none the wiser. And then she said, oh, she was in The Iron Lady. I thought, oh, what did she play The Iron Lady? No, she played Carol Thatcher. So, you know... Good Lord. And then she was in Peep Show, but I never saw Peep Show. That didn't help. She was in Hot Fuzz. I never saw Hot Fuzz. And she was in uh, Tyrannosaur. I never saw Tyrannosaur. Never heard of that film either. Oh, but like the, have you never heard of that? Perhaps a generational thing. Maybe next year if you haven't heard of it. Anyway, she's uh, her husband, uh, she was born... Oh, that's why she was born Sarah Caroline Coleman. You see, had you asked me about Sarah Caroline, I'd have known. But not Olivia Coleman. She was born in Norwich. I can say no more, ladies and gentlemen. No more at all. <laughs> oh, dear. We're all entitled not to know somebody, and that's the one I don't know this morning. Um, here's a lovely picture of... Oh, good Lord above. It's, uh, it's Kate. Yes, Kate Middleton, wearing a lovely dress. In fact, she's worn it before, so the paper's now very keen to say, listen, oh, she's worn this dress before. As if it's, you know, as if it's something quite extraordinary. I think she's ever so pretty. The hat is naff. The hat is terribly naff. Um, also... They've now found in lamb-ready meals, goat. Goat, they found. So the other day, in halal meat, they found pork. I mean, how does this stuff get into the chain? I thought we'd had enough of that one now, but apparently not. It's come back again, and now they found in uh, ready meals. I wouldn't buy a ready meal, I'm afraid. I would not buy a ready meal now. I wouldn't trust them as far as I could throw them. You don't know where it comes from. And now they say goat is in there as well. Oh, dear. And they reckon it's in other foods as well. Well, I'm sorry. That ready me- I've not had a ready meal since this whole scare. Perhaps I must be getting a little bit overprotective. You know, I'll buy spare ribs, and I'll buy steak, and I'll buy pies, but only from a farm shop, because I know that they make them, and I know that the meat has been killed on the farm. Actually, I was quite horrified the other day. I was looking on the LBC website, lbc.co.uk, and had pictures inside the McDonald's abattoir. It wasn't actually as gruesome as I thought it was going to be. I thought they were going to show you pictures of cows hanging upside down. But no, they had a lovely picture of cows eating food. And then the next picture, there they were as burgers. I thought there must be a a process in the middle of this that we've missed out somehow. And the process was as the cows go on a little wander. Come on down here, la, 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 la. This is a stun gun, bye, bye. And off they go. But but the the pictures on the LBC website were almost quite sanitised. Picture of nice cows on a farm. A picture of burgers coming out of a machine, as if the cow went in one end and the burgers came out the other. I did mention the story, and I'm teasing you on it. I'm, I'm a little bit of a tease this morning. The Paris apartment that has been unlocked after 70 years. 
You'd think by now they'd have been in to check the water supply or something like that, but no, nobody has. The uh, owners fled in the outbreak of World War One. Two, sorry, would have been a bit longer, wouldn't it, otherwise? And uh, so here it is. Nobody's set foot inside it, and uh, the wallpaper's falling off the walls, and time has stood still since 1900, they say. 1900. Uh, there was a smell of dust, but uh, there was a, a woman pictured there, there was a dressing table, and it turns out that the uh, apartment was in the Begal Red Light District. Now, whether or not it was a boudoir of, uh, of a working person, I don't know, but it, it looks quite wonderful, an apartment that has been untouched for 70 years. And there's lots of pictures which you can find online. Just type in Paris apartment untouched. And, in fact, everything is even on the dressing table. I wouldn't recommend using any of the uh, items on there now, but isn't it lovely? It's so lovely. In fact, even the furniture looks lovely here. And um, it turns out that, uh, well, they are going to sell it. The experts are now drawing up an inventory of all the items in there, and then people will be a pound. It's going for a pound. It's going to Olivia, whatever her name is, the actress. She's decided to buy it all and make another film. Tyrannosaurus, The Paris Apartment, you know, which I thought could be quite... Do you remember that film? I can't remember what it was called now. And it's where a very well-known actress, here we go, played um, a blind woman. But she knew the weight of the man who was trying to kill her in her apartment because the floorboard creaked at a certain weight. So she knew roughly, you know, what he, what he looked like. She could tell from that. It was a very well-known film. It was quite it was one of those scary films. I don't do scary films. I'm, I'm not... I sit there thinking, oh, I shouldn't be watching it. A friend of mine watched Quartet the other day and said she hated it. And yet, strangely enough, because I said I loved Quartet, strangely enough, she loved Life of Pi. She absolutely loved it and said it was beautifully shot and it was wonderful. Because I met a guy the other day at the water, uh, at the water, at the Lady Rattlings, and he's very famous in Covent Garden because he's got a cat called Bob. And he's had a best-selling book. He's a busker and his cat sits on his shoulder while he busks. And he's been on the bestseller list for quite a number of weeks. And it turns out that he was a heroin addict. The cat was a street cat. And it was all terribly, terribly sad. Did he come in here? Oh, right. Well, he was he was guest of honour because they get... Well, he was guest of honour because the money was going to St Mungo's, which helped him. So he was a heroin addict. He brought his cat in. He to go meet this cat. I got covered in cat hairs because it's a ginger cat and he's got it on a little lead. But it, it sits. You go, sit, Bob, sit. And the cat sits. High five. And the cat does a high five with his paw. <laughs> They're very intelligent cats, aren't they? Because somebody said to me, he said, do you like cats? I said, I do like cats. Yes, I've, I've got, you know. And I phoned a friend of mine and told her, and she was quite jealous. She went, oh. Because I think cat lovers would like that, that kind of story. Very, very, uh, very interesting. Very, very interesting story. And I think he's now got part two of his book out. Uh, 84850. Uh, Stephen LBC. <laughs> Kelly Brooks should fire her agent. She missed the photo shoot at the BAFTAs. Did she go? Did she get? Because I thought if she'd have gone... There would have been pictures. Would there not? Would there not? Olivia Colman also played the Reverend's wife in the comedy Rev on BBC Two. No, I didn't see that either. I'm afraid. In fact, I haven't seen any of these things. She's uh, a good working actress and refreshingly down to earth, says Naomi. Well, I've never seen it. <laughs> There's probably loads of films I've seen that you've never seen either. And uh, Tyrannosaur is amazing. Very harsh. But she's an amazing actress. I'm listening live. And, uh, uh, for the first time, ever so slightly obsessed with you. Okay. <laughs> Strange. Would you consider duetting with your 
uh, Mitch Murray voice with Peter Andre and his smash hit Mysterious Girl. You could read thousands for charity. Down came the rain. We could do it to Mysterious... I don't even know how Mysterious Girl goes, actually. I don't know. It's a, whoa, whoa, Mysterious Girl. Oh, it's a ghastly song, isn't it? Oh, no, I can't do that, I'm afraid. I really, it's definitely not me at all. Definitely not me. Daily Star this morning. Farewell, Fergie. Goodbye. That's not Sarah Ferguson. I know you wish, but uh, no, it's Alex Ferguson. Uh, Simon Cowell is lining up talent from his music industry contacts for auditions, which is good. The music's primo's talent spotters have been putting out feelers to insiders and pop managers in a bid to cherry-pick the best acts. But I thought that's what they do. Holly Willoughby uh, unleashed... Her famous cleavage on Saturday. But Britain's Got Talent still got 3.5 million more viewers. Uh, This is Holly Willoughby, who appeared on screen for minutes for £24,000, ladies and gentlemen. That's how the BBC wastes your money. £24,000 for a woman who's coining it anyway with This Morning and Celebrity Juice and just about any other programme. But she's very underused on television. There should be more of Holly Willoughby. And um, and so here she is, 24000 quid. That's how much they're, they've got to get rid of that programme. It's just not pulling the, pulling the audience, is it, here? Some bloke who's been on television, he's, um, I don't know. This is a Jersey Shore bad boy, Vinny Guadagnino or something. I don't know who he is. But he says, uh, yo, Harry, I'll be your New York wingman. He thinks he's going to go out with Prince Harry. I better, better tell you, actually, um, Vinny, because you're obviously on television, love, that he's, he's, he wouldn't hang around with you, love. Definitely not. You're, you're a reality star. And this is Prince Harry, Prince Sensible Harry. He doesn't get drunk, <laughs> many uh, <coughs> times, and uh, he doesn't take his clothes off <laughs> too much. And uh, he certainly wouldn't be caught frolicking in, uh, in Las Vegas <laughs> many times. And uh, he certainly wouldn't be getting drunk and lashing out of photographers. <laughs> but apart from that, he's a member of the royal family. And for that, we should respect him. And we have a lot of admiration for Prince Harry. Unfortunately, for every good deed he does... There's about three deeds where he falls apart and, you know, Harry just cannot resist being Prince Harry. He has to go out. He knows that he's never going to be king. He knows it's not going to happen. He's just got to go out there and he just, like, woo, woo, woo. He does party boy stuff, which is good. Victoria Beckham. I don't know where she's getting these outfits from. I mean, it's all old lady clothes. And she's wearing one here. It's a, a sleeveless raincoat. Have you ever heard of such a thing? A sleeveless raincoat. Now, a sleeveless raincoat with an umbrella, yes. But sleeveless raincoat without an umbrella? I don't think so. They say the former Spice Girl turned fashion designer. Well, it's laughable. I've never seen anybody wearing this kind of stuff. Risk getting wet. But it's a raincoat. Why don't I just buy an umbrella? It was raining when we came out of the Lady Rattling's uh, do lunchtime. It was a little bit wet. Oh, I tell you, you didn't do well at the BAFTAs. Didn't get anything. Anton Deck. That's a first. Anton Deck get everything because people like Anton Deck. They're fun. They're nice. They're human. You know, they appear to be very, very genuine and genuine works on television. If it's if it's not somebody who is genuine, it shines through, I'm afraid, and people see through it. And so they don't bother. Millie McIntosh was there. She's engaged to Professor Green. I still think it's a very nice middle-class boy. Uh, Stephen, his real name is Stephen. Cara Toynton was looking lovely. Very nice outfit there. But, but Millie McIntosh, I'm sorry, I don't know where you got this dress from, dear. It's not you. It's not you. I mean, I, I, mean, I know not, nothing about fashion. Well, I know a little bit more than, obviously, Millie McIntosh, because the dress... Oh, look, here's a picture of Olivia Coleman again. By the end of this programme, Olivia Coleman is going to be so famous, they're going to be putting her up for Oscars. I promise you. No, she's not that famous. She's my... Put it this way, you ask the majority of people who she is, they don't know. 
Majority of people would not know. Bless her heart. Uh, so, Millie McIntosh, Cara Toyota. Millie McIntosh, I don't know where you got this dress from, love, but somebody's having a laugh at your expense. Don't ever wear it again, please. And uh, the bidding has started for the three women held as sex slaves for a decade. Uh, they're set to earn millions. They've been offered, I think, Oprah Winfrey has offered them 200000 to appear on her show. How do you split? I mean, you're perhaps 300000 you get £100,000 each. Because in America, these people now become famous. Then there'll be book deals, there'll be a film, there'll be the rights, there'll be serialisation. They're set to make millions. Millions and millions and millions. I don't quite understand it myself. But I suppose if you've got a story to tell, you tell it. And if you tell it to anybody, you tell it to Oprah Winfrey, because she gets... The biggest audience. She is a syndicated show. She does the best. Talking of the best, I'm going to offer you the best this morning because I'll tell you um, who won our last gadget giveaway and what it is we have on offer for you today, ladies and gentlemen. Because it's Monday and we feel we should offer you something just in case the weather's on the turn, which sadly it is again. We're back to damp, miserable, cold, wet. Great start to Monday, isn't it? No, not what you need at all. You need something that puts a smile on your face. And that's why we're here. And that's why I can tell you, with hand on heart, it's quarter to five. London's Biggest Conversation, L3. This is London's Biggest Conversation with Steve Allen. Enjoyed the in conversation, says Noreen. Loved David Essex and uh, loved you telling Carol about everything you hoard. She said, but don't, don't tell your producer, but last night Nick Abbott's producer had a mouse in her bin. Do we have a mouse in the bin? In, in the sh- are you sure? You sure there wasn't a mouse in the bin? Oh, was it? Oh, was it Duncan? It was Duncan, apparently. Dreadful weather. You're quite right, Noreen. At the moment, it is absolutely appalling. It's it's not great. Uh, competition time in one moment. First, I have to um, have to get rid of. I'm, I was going to tell you the weather forecast for today, but to be honest with you, I really don't want to ruin your Monday. I, there's no point in me absolutely ruining it. They say we have got some bright spells. In the later part of the afternoon, light showers expected during the day, breezy, 11 degrees at the moment, 14 later on, so not as good as we've had of late, because some of the day's been quite nice. Any showers easing to leave a dry night, clear spells developing. Uh, Tomorrow, cloud quickly increasing throughout the morning, rain approaching from the west. Oh, Lord. Becoming heavy across all areas. Oh, dear. And for three days, Wednesday, Thursday, sunshine and showers locally heavy. Friday, cloudier with persistent rain for a time, with strengthening winds. Oh. Dear me, how awful, how awful. Why can't it be better? Why can't we have nice weather? Come on, Jesus. We've been good, we've, you know, we've done all the right things. Just a bit of sunshine, only for a little while. Last week, Denzel Jones from Romford. We put Romford on the map this morning. Morning, Denzel. Correctly identified that a swan is the branding for Shirovsky Crystals and uh, won a fabulous Blu-ray home cinema. Today, it's a digital camera. Perfect for capturing all your summer holiday summer holiday snaps. That's a bit of a joke, I'm afraid. But you could get your hands on it by six thirty this morning. One lucky listener will win the Canon PowerShot S double one zero S one hundred and ten today by answering this question correctly. So you're going for the Canon PowerShot, okay? Want to go for it? Please go for it. You need to know the answer to this question, then I'll tell you how you enter Denver. Is the state capital of which US state? Denver is the... St- oh, there's Olivia on the television. I now know her. My new best friend, Olivia Coleman. Uh, Denver is the state capital of which US state? To enter, text the word gadget, followed by your answer, and send it to 84850. 
five oh. So Denver is the state capital of which US state? Text the word gadget, then your answer, and send it to eight four eight five oh before six thirty this morning. The text costs one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. If you text after the closing time you won't be entered but may still be charged. We're playing across the LBC network. Full terms and conditions online at lbc.co.uk. The Canon PowerShot S double one zero. Lovely, I should get a picture up in a minute. Have a look at it. I have to apologise, I'm afraid. I've got something wrong on the programme. I have to apologise to Holly Willoughby. I'm terribly sorry, Hollaby. It's not £24,000 an episode. I made a big mistake there. It's £28,000 an episode she's getting. I do apologise. I hold my hands up. Please don't take me to court. I underestimated your value. I'm so sorry. You're not appearing on television often enough. £28,000 an episode. It is absolutely unbelievable. And I've worked it out. Uh, I've worked it out that it, it, it comes in at £1,120 a second. It's not bad money if you can get it. She doesn't actually do anything, does she? But this time she did appear and uh, she earned, um, you know, she was there for a few minutes and so she earned £28,000. You're paying for it. If I was you, I'd be writing to points of view so fast. Get this one off the television. Could we perhaps donate her fee to starving children or something? £28,000 for mere seconds. Can we give it to starving children? Would Holly Willoughby object to that? I shouldn't think so. Not the money she's earning. Her husband must be... uh, must be, you know, laughing, I should imagine, because he puts her on the programme. And that, what do they do with all this money? She's got all the money from this morning, all the money from the clothing and the adverts and everything else, all the money, and she's doing quite a number of adverts, all the money from uh, Celebrity Juice, and £28,000 for one show of The Voice. Twenty. That's what most of you earn in a year. And she's doing it for a few seconds' appearance. It is scandalous. It is scandalous. That is just... You know, you can understand £2,000. What buffoon arranged for twenty eight grand for a few... In fact, one of them, she appeared for 25 seconds on the programme. Well, that's just... There's children starving, and she's earning that sort of money for a few seconds' work. It's not right. It's not right. And it's the BBC, and they're constantly telling us it's our BBC. I'm calling for the sacking, I've decided, this morning. I think that's way too much money. Way too much money. Uh a lot of people talking about uh, Olivia Coleman, my new best friend, and uh, it's great. And somebody says it's not your fault she's not in Towie. It is if she was in Towie we'd know, wouldn't we? We'd know who she was, but she's an actress, so we don't know who she is, I'm afraid. Um another one says I wish you were my nana. Lovely, thank you. I don't really do character parts, but it's a thought, I suppose. Um, 84850 the actress you'll think of was Audrey Hepburn, says Darren. The film is called Wait Until Dark. Wait until dark. I, I don't like scary films. I'm not, I'm not good with scary films. I don't need stuff like that. I really don't. Do you know how many packets of processed food we threw away last year in the wake of the horse pit? 18 million. 18 million. I, I have told you, and I stand by, I will, I will not eat another processed meal again. I don't care where it comes from. I don't trust any of the supermarkets. If some of the biggest ones have had horse meat in there, I don't even... I wouldn't trust them as far as I could throw them. They could stand there till they're blue in the face and put out television adverts saying, you know, we're very sorry, we didn't know about this and all the rest of it. Well, I'm sorry, your system has fallen down, and it's fallen down badly. So that's why. No ready meals for me. No shepherd's pies. No cottage pies. Unless you know it's a farm shop and you know that they do their own processing, then fair enough. We have a farm shop, luckily, in, in Twickenham. Or it's fish and things like that. So I've started to do a little bit of fish. I've started to do a little bit of haddock. 
little bit of haddock in my haddock chowder, which is quite nice. So I've had haddock in my haddock chowder. Because I work with the assumption fish is quite... I don't think the sauce in the chowder is particularly good for me, but, I mean, you know, come on. You know, swing some roundabouts, isn't it? Well, not necessarily, because I can't do those because I get dizzy. Uh, so it's a case of, you know, processed food, no. No, anything that's got, you know, suet pies, wouldn't touch puddings or anything like that. Anything that has got meat in, and they say, oh, it contains this. We, we told you the other day about the Richmond sausages, which I got very excited about on the television, because I love the advert, and they look really, as I remembered, a sausage to be. And I was very... Oh, that's Martin Freeman, isn't it? Is that the... He's, he's married to that woman, or not married, who's declared herself bankrupt because she didn't pay the money. He didn't want to pay for her either. Oh, it's Olivia, my good friend Olivia again. Collecting another reward. Well done. Is that her husband? Oh, there we go. Oh, she... Oh, that's a very nice dress, actually. Purple's a good colour for some, but look at that. It's pinched in at the waist and everything. Very difficult buying dresses, isn't it? If you're going on television, you know, you put a dress on... And then you sort of think to yourself, does this look right? Is it going to look good? Very pretty, isn't she? I know her now. Yeah, it looks good on her, doesn't it? I'll tell you what would have looked better. Some pearls. Some pearls. Definitely some sort of neck adornment, because she's got quite an ample cleavage. And I think perhaps better that we sort of move the eyes up a little bit. A lot of people cried, though, at the BAFTAs. Because you do, don't you? You do. You know, people, people sort of... Is that Sheridan Smith? No, you don't. Don't you like her? Oh, I quite like Sheridan Smith. I'm not sure about the dress, though. It's, again, she needs pearls on or something. She's a bit gushy, isn't she? Hoop earrings. A little bit my big fat gyps. Anyway. And uh, so other things in the place. So Jamie Oliver. Jamie Oliver. Now, we quite like Jamie Oliver. I think he's going for another child. I think they're going for a whole football team, frankly. Um, he's praised UKIP whilst blasting coalition politicians for blocking his healthy school meals crusade. When I went to school, we just had school meals. We didn't... We didn't think about whether they were healthy or not. I'm quite sure they might not have been. We had steamed puddings. We had, um... Gee, I can't remember what we had for mains in, in school dinners now. I can't remember anything. I don't think we had a roast. I don't think we had a roast. I remember we had, at one point, we had swede and mashed potato. It came with these horrible metal tins. And I was... I told you, I was in charge of table. I was table monitor. So I could, um, nominate somebody. You know, you. Oi! You at the end, midget boy. Go and get the food for the table. They'd come out and I had to serve it up. But it was okay. I was, you know, I was used to doing that at home, so it didn't make too much difference. But I can't remember any of the food that we had at school. I suppose we must have had sausages at one point. Must have had sausages. I can't think of whether or not we didn't have sausages. But I don't think we had anything particularly exotic. I don't think we ever had things like fish pie. Fish pie was always a bit of a favourite with me, I'm afraid. Uh, 8 for right, five oh steve at lbc.co.uk. Jeffrey is an Addison Lee driver. Ooh. Not owned by Addison Lee now, are you? It's another company. Bit of a bit of a quick takeover. Bit of a quick takeover. It went for some huge amount of money. Uh, Steve, shopping on Saturday, I've noticed David Hay, the boxer, has got a new Keep Fit DVD. Oh, dear. Why have they got... Everybody's got DVDs out. We're not... Normally they're out after Christmas, aren't they? And after Christmas, it's great. We don't... Oh, here's my... Oh, look. Olivia Coleman on the front of the Times this morning. She's made it because she's my new best friend, and uh, she's on here, inside. Also, Fergie bowing out in style. Every time I see that headline, I do always think of uh, of Sarah Ferguson, and we do hope that she disappears. Leading actor went to Ben Wishaw for Richard II. He's very good. He reminds me of me, actually. Very good-looking and uh, very talented in that department. Leading actress went to Sheridan Smith. Best supporting actor went to Simon Russell Beale. Oh, good. For Henry IV, part two. Uh, Sporting actress Olivia Coleman for Accused, Moe's Story. 
Entertainment programme, Graham Norton. Proving he's still got it, as far as BAFTA is concerned. Uh, best performance, female in a comedy programme for 2012. It's Olivia Coleman, my new best friend, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much indeed. Uh, male performance, Steve Coogan. Single drama, murder, miniseries, room at the top. Drama series, last tango in Halifax. That was very good. Uh, soap and continuing drama, EastEnders. Uh, oh, specialist factual, all in the best possible taste with Grace and Perry. Must be the only person bored witless with Grace and Perry, I'm afraid. Uh, single documentary, 771 Day in London. Uh, features the great British Bake Off. Reality programme went to Made in Chelsea. That's why presumably somebody was there from Made in Chelsea. Luckily, none of the papers put any pictures of the Only Wears Essex because it's on its way out, I think. Uh, sport and live events, the Paralympic Games 2012. Uh, entertainment performance, Alan Carr. So, in other words, they managed to get in uh, for uh, Graham Norton, entertainment programme, and then entertainment performance goes to Alan Carr. They're both chat shows, but they managed to come up with two categories, basically, for the same kind of thing. Uh, comedy programme, The Revolution, will be televised. I don't, I don't know that one. And Radio Times Audience Award, Game of Thrones. I don't know that one either, I'm afraid. It's not got Olivia Coleman in it. Is she in Game of Thrones? She appears to be in everything else, I'm afraid. <laughs> I have to laugh, actually. Every time I see this picture, this is David Beckham, a global icon, waving his watch in front of people because he's paid to wear this particular watch. I must check and see if he wears it all the time. It's just that this is sort of Davy Boy Beckham looking mean and moody. Whereas, in fact, you know, you know, with his tea cosy hat on, he's a bit Peter Andre. Peter Andre spends most of his time with a tea cosy on his head, even when he's sitting down for breakfast, even in other people's houses. How rude. You don't sit indoors with a hat on. How do you do if you're Peter Andre? Uh, other stories of the papers today. This is a picture. Oh, look, it's Peaches Geldof with another baby. And uh, it's another OK. Uh, no, it's not. It's a low shoot. And uh, they say this is the... Um, she says she never planned the crazy synchronicity, ladies and gentlemen. This is Peaches Geldof, a world icon when it comes to using words. A crazy synchronicity that saw her son born on her late mother's birthday. This is the daughter of Bob Geldof and Paula Yates, who died of an overdose in 2000, gave birth to a boy. I think he's called Phaedra. Lovely, isn't it? Phaedra Geldof. Oh, well, there you go. Poor kid's going to suffer at school, isn't it? Well, that one, I should imagine. What's the matter with sort of, you know, just Bob Jr.? Who was it who called their son something? Was it, who's that snooker player, Ronnie O'Sullivan? Isn't his son called Ronnie Jr. or something? Really, really chavvy, I'm afraid. Very chavvy. Anyway, it's Monday morning. Sorry to ruin your day. It's Steve Allen with you till 6.30. News at 5 is next. On FLM. Oh, well done, Olivia Coleman. She's done so well. Got two back to walk away with two BAFTAs. That's quite something, isn't it? Anyway, nice to be company. Welcome along. Monday morning, LBC 97.3. All the news that's fit to talk about, and some that isn't, I'm afraid. Uh, great news that Claire Balding was presented with a, with a BAFTA. Uh, she really is becoming the national treasure. Although, uh, yesterday I spoke to somebody who said, I don't want to be a national treasure. I don't like being a national treasure. are people like Judy Dench. And uh, people like Judy Dench are national treasures, but uh, certain people, you know, aren't national treasures. And who actually said this? Victoria Wood. I don't want to be a national treasure, she said. I know people say, it's the worst thing anybody can ever say to me. They go, and here she is, you know, a national treasure. She said, no, 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 no. You, know, you don't want to be a national treasure at all. But uh, and I was very surprised, says Robin, it wasn't hosted by Philip Schofield. But realised soon after it started, it wasn't on ITV. There is no getting away from it. You have been seen. 
You were shopping in Primark over the weekend. Well, I went, as you know, my friend Michael has a hairdresser, but he's opening another one. And he wanted some towels. So I go into, into Jean-Louis, and, and I, I picked up these towels. They only had five. So I'm assuming they've got loads more, you know, because it's Jean-Louis. And uh, I went in and I said to the guy, I said, I, I need 15 of these towels. We've only got five. Have you got another ten in the storeroom? And so she checked. She went, no. She said, but they'll be coming in tomorrow to the warehouse. I said, that's good. I said, so w- when will they be here? She said, ten days' time. I said, what, they're coming to the warehouse for John Lewis and it takes ten days to get them into the store? Yes. Oh, God, I need them today. I need them today. So, apparently... Uh, so I then went to Bentall's, and they t- they, so they were £6 for these hand towels in John Lewis. Go to Bentall's, same size hand towel, £10. They were Christie, you know, very nice mate. But it's only for drying people's hair and hairdressers. So I thought, I'll go to Primark. So anyway, so I, I put on the full outfit, got my baseball cap, my, my hoodie, and everything else, got wicked, wicked, wicked. And I go into Primark, and God, it's like carnage in there. It's like, you know, people people running around. They've got basketfuls of stuff. I managed to find the escalator. So I'm on the escalator going upstairs. And I saw the towels in the right colour. And I picked up the front load of them. And luckily there was another load behind. So I managed to buy 13 towels. How much were they? Bearing in mind, £6 in John Lewis, £10 in Bentalls, £4 in Primark. And they're edge towels. They're fine. So I bought 13 of those. It means that we can get... It's obviously a stock item. We can go back into Primark and pick up another couple or another 10 or something like that because they're sort of... At that, at £4, they're actually cheap enough. So, yes, I have been seen in Primark. I will be on the CCTV security. They will catch me on there, I'm afraid. Uh, 40 degrees in Phnom Penh, says uh, Piers. Piers Bertwistle. Such a posh name, isn't it? Piers, honestly. Goodness sake. Goodness me. We get all sorts of people. Uh, 84850, Steve at lbc.code. Oh, Ross Old is so dreary and boring. I'll tell you, I'm sending you into... I've decided, actually, I think I'm going to send you into my rubbish bin. It's so much easier. Wait a minute. Junk email and... There you go. Never to appear again. Goodbye. Uh, Solves that problem out. Uh, Another one here. This is from uh, somebody who's been to Two Swords, obviously. Uh, it's not Louis Two Swords. It's been changed to Madame Two Swords because of the reasons that you mentioned. Yes, I mean it was appalling, wasn't it? So they, they changed the name, did they? To be honest with you, I only ever heard of Madame Two Swords. Louis, I didn't know who he was. Did he used to sit by the guillotines, waiting for the heads to come rolling off? Give us an head. Give us an head. I love a little picture of Madame Two Swords. They've got an image of her in Madame Two Swords in London, and she was quite a little petite woman. It's hard to think that her 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 sole thing was to get the heads when they came off and make make the copies of them. Give us an head, only she would have done it with a French accent. I'm you. I'm uh, Madame Two Swords. <laughs> I love the idea, actually. I love the idea of little old lady sitting there collecting heads. Uh, in talk of Natalie Cassidy, there was an impressionist by the name of Philip Green, who did several impressions, including Natalie Cassidy, Stacey Solomon, Louis Spence. He appeared on Britain's Got Talent over the weekend. Couldn't keep still while on the stage, says Simon. I've, I've lost interest in the programme. I'm sorry. I know. It's awful, really, isn't it? I shouldn't have done, but, you know, it's absolutely disgraceful to put little children on there so that they have to, to suffer. Uh, as a general... Rule, says Nick, I try not to travel north of Watford. But I had the terrible experience of spending the weekend in Birmingham. Have you been there lately? It's a dump. Luckily, I was only there for work purposes. I've never been. It's only famous for the bullring, isn't it, Birmingham? 
and Spaghetti Junction. Is that, uh, is that the same place? I don't know anything about it. I've never been. Never been. And, uh, and Andreas says, Peter Andre's series is quite interesting and informative. Are we talking about the same thing? What, what's informative about Peter Andre's series? Peter Andre loves his kids. Peter Andre's got a coffee shop. Peter Andre seems to think he's a singer. What's informative about that? It's not informative at all. It says, better than the riffraff on Jeremy Kyle. Oh, don't be so stupid. Of course it isn't. The people on Jeremy Kyle are national treasures. I mean, they really are. Peter may love his kids, but who doesn't? He's just trying to earn money for their future uh, and cash in while he can. They've got a mummy. They've got a mummy, you know. And mummy earns a lot more money than poor little Pete. Uh, Warren says, wash the towels on 60 degrees, tumble dry them, no softener. I like... Uh, do you not, you would not use softener. I like, I like softener. Very, very happy with, with, uh, with softener now. Uh, the film with the blind woman was waiting till dark with Audrey Hepburn, says Maureen. Very scary. It's very scary, isn't it? Very scary. Uh, 84850, Paul says, I heard you say before, you like to know where people are listening to. Well, this morning I'm enjoying a beautiful morning in Helsinki whilst listening to the show. No damp and cool here, so particularly sorry for all those in London who are just getting up and off to work. We don't mind. He says, particularly all the lovely airline workers who all seem to have a smile on their face, whatever. Oh, you're a trolley dolly. That's, otherwise, why would you ever mention lovely airline workers who always seem to have a smile on their face? It's because they're drunk. That's why they're... <laughs> I can imagine, actually. It's all right if you're, if you're sort of, you know, if you're on, you know, if, if you're trolley dollying and you get to Helsinki. Because I'd imagine Helsinki is quite pretty. Where do we go? We went to uh, Norway, didn't we, to cut down the Christmas tree. And we went to Oslo. That's quite nice. A bit bleak, but ever so pretty. Ever so pretty. Ever so pretty. It really is. I, I, I really wanted to go back to Oslo. We stayed in a lovely hotel. I had a very posh suite which had fruit in a bowl. How novel is that, ladies and gentlemen? But it, fruit in a bowl. I mean, God, you go on holiday. Normally I don't get things like that. You're very lucky to get a shower cap and a piece of soap. But I got fruit in a bowl in this one and a bottle of champagne. Unfortunately, we were only in it for one night and the chef cooked this beautiful dinner for us at this hotel. Very, very posh hotel, right in the middle. It was absolutely gorgeous. It really was. I loved it. Adding a softener to towels, apparently, Warren knows, creates a seal and therefore restricts absorption. So don't add softener. I shall remember. But it makes them smell nice, doesn't it? It's that outdoor freshness thing. You've got a picture of Grace and Perry. I I really don't care less about Grace and Perry. I I really couldn't care less about (laughs) Grace and Perry. Uh, at all. Poor old Lydia Bright. Oh, she's still going, is she? She opened a boutique in Leeds, a thing. I see you made no effort in dressing up for it, Lydia. Never mind. Apparently, it's, um, it's, uh, an indication, because she opened a bridal boutique, that she might be getting engaged to, uh, somebody called Kilby, who she's going out with. Pfft. Better than poor old Jessica Wright's poor old spotty individual. This is Ricky Raymond. He sounds like he's either a bank robber or a drag queen. You can't make up your mind between the two, can you? Um, so Jamie Oliver I did mention to you this morning, because I think that's, that's, that's quite interesting, that I can't remember what we had as food, and we seem to have survived it quite well, even though a lot of us are um, putting on a little bit of weight. Olivia Coleman, did I mention Olivia on the programme? She's picked up two BAFTAs. Well done, Olivia, my new best friend. And uh, most drivers, most drivers, might not be you, will welcome increased fixed penalty fines for those using handheld mobile phones while at the wheel. Apparently, there's a, there was an AA survey of 21,000 people, which is, which is big in surveys terms. 74% saw others using mobile phones. I saw somebody yesterday. I saw somebody yesterday. And um, it's, 
2% have read Twitter or Facebook updates on their phone. No, I don't believe it. You really think they have? I've seen people with maps balanced on their, uh, on their, their um, steering wheel. And I've also uh, seen people shaving. I see loads of people at the, uh, on the actual telephone. Loads of people. Really, really loads of people. Thank you, Warren. Lovely holiday pictures. Very, very nice indeed. Very nice holiday pickies. So thank you very much indeed. And um, 1% have tweeted while at the wheel. Well, who? Who tweets while at the wheel? Goodness sake. That's like saying people who are listening to Steve Allen on LBC, the moment he does a gadget giveaway, people pull into the side of the road. That's why all of a sudden the lay-bys are full up with people. They're all texting to have a go for the gadget giveaway for today because Denzel Jones from Romford correctly identified the swan for the branding for Shirovsky. We did branding last week. This week we're obviously doing state capitals. And so today it's a Canon PowerShot S110, which can be yours if you know the answer to this question. Denver is the state capital of which US state? Denver is the state capital of which US state? To enter this one, text the word gadget, then your answer, and then you send that to 84850. So it's gadget, then your answer... And then 84850, before 6.30 this morning. The text will cost you pound fifty plus your standard network rate. If you text after the closing time, you won't be entered, but may still be charged. We're playing across the LBC network. Full terms and conditions online at lbc.co.uk. Good luck, because it's a, it's a nice one. Check it out on the internet, the Canon PowerShot S110. It's very nice. You take it for your quick... It's, it's nice to actually just carry a camera in your pocket, a little one, especially when you're looking for taking some nice pickies. And who knows, it could improve your picky-taking. You know, you might actually go out there, and w- once you've started doing it, you'll just be going mad. Do you think Olivia Coleman's husband should give her a pearl necklace? Oh, yes. Absolutely. To go with that dress, a pearl necklace, good. Uh, 84850, are you going to be doing an in-conversation with Miss Coleman and Helen Flanagan? Um, I don't do Helen Flanagan, I'm afraid. We can't talk to somebody who could barely sustain a conversation for about a minute. So that's, that's, that's not going to be happening on the programme anytime soon, I'm afraid. But we might, we might, I don't know, probably with Olivia Colbert, I would think that was probably quite, quite a reasonable, reasonable guess. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Thank you, people telling me that uh, Christo constantly mentioning us on the programme over the weekend. It's very embarrassing. It's this, this stalking again. I must get it sorted out today. And uh, I bet you Peter Andre doesn't wear a hat in the house when the cameras aren't rolling. He does it because he thinks it's a cool thing to do. No, no, he does it because he's got bad hair. You know, he's got curly hair. And so that's why it takes him ages to do his hair, because if you saw it, you'd be going, ah, and laughing. So that's why he keeps his hat on in the house. Um, it's because of the bad hair, I'm afraid. Quarter past five. News headlines with Dan Whitehead. Boris Johnson's adding more pressure on the Prime Minister. Weekday mornings from seven. And call Clegg. Deputy Prime Minister Nick Clegg. Every Thursday morning at nine. LBC 97.3. Nick Ferrari after the news at seven this morning as two senior cabinet ministers have declared they'd vote to leave the EU if there was a referendum. Nick will be asking, how damaging is this for Cameron? Plus, as it's reported, nearly a quarter of a million of us are resorting to DIY dentistry. Nick will be talking to a man who pulled out part of his own tooth early this year and how dangerous is it to smoke when pregnant? You can have your say with Nick Ferrari from Seven this morning. Looking at the papers, the media commentator and former News of the World executive editor, Neil Wallace. Excuse me, we'll be in the studio. That DIY dentistry, because this is the week I have my new bridge fitted. Bit excited. 
bit excited about that. And uh, so DIY dentistry. It's all right, DIY dentistry. If you've got a broken tooth, you could probably pull it out. I, sh- I wouldn't recommend it, to be honest with you. And the other thing is, if you've got an abscess, well, there's no way you can do anything about that. Even by pulling the tooth out, you're not going to help. You've got the root to remove. That's why root canal is so expensive to do, because it's quite a lengthy process. If you're going into the dentist today to have it done, I, I don't envy you. It, you know, it's, it's, it's doable. It's doable. Um, but DIY dentistry. We've heard of people before who say, I can't afford it, or I've glued my own teeth in with superglue or something. like. You know, I wouldn't want to put superglue in my mouth, thank you very much indeed. Christine says, you obviously didn't see the 72-year-old disgustingly inappropriate singer on Britain's Got Talent, not suitable for family viewing, let alone the variety performance. I don't quite understand why half these people are on there. When they put a stripper on this programme, this is to perform in front of the Queen. Are they seriously saying that the producers of the programme think the Queen wants to see a stripper? What stupid people are they? Louis Tussaud was the great-grandson of Madame Tussaud. Well, there you go. Means he probably didn't have anything to do with it at all, did he, really? But, in fact, it was, as somebody says here, one of the funniest places I ever visited. It was unbelievably rubbish. I thought they were taking the mickey. They probably were, actually. <laughs> Kay says, too funny, love your, sho- lo- love your shoes. Love your show. You know, great as always. Thank you very much indeed. And uh, listening all the time, we like uh, we like people around the world listening to this program. It makes us it makes it just feel a bit better, doesn't it? Really, when you're actually there. Very quickly, one here from um, Sam, who reckons he's listening in Israel. Very nice indeed. Probably on a kibbutz, I should imagine. And uh, listening to you in Kuala Lumpur. I think people are just making up where they are now. They're probably sitting in Clacton or something like that. I think I'll tell him that I'm in, in Kuala Lumpur. 84850 uh, Christo is going to have Eurovision reviews on LBC for one hour. In Sri Lanka, it's only 28 degrees. 28 degrees. What's that? Double it and add 30. <gasps> it's quite a lot, isn't it? Quite a lot. Very hot indeed. Very hot. Uh, on Tina, Tina Malone was at the BAFTAs as Shameless was nominated and plays Mimi Maguire, says Paul in Manchesterford. My niece Samantha was her on-screen daughter on it until she left to have her son. Now in its last series, Paul Abbott decided to finish it after his father passed away the other year. Only ever heard the name Phaedra once before. And that was in the Nancy Sinatra, Lee Greenwood song, Some Velvet Morning, When I'm Straight, a psychedelic drug-induced song from 76 onwards. Being only 39, you will not remember it. And I have seen the Kirk Norcross pictures, thank you. Wasn't Phaedra, wasn't, what was the name of the snake which had all these heads? Wasn't that Phaedra or was that something completely different? I can't remember. I cannot remember. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. I can come round, Jim, and kill yours as well if you want. I'm very good with killing slugs. Very good. We've managed to destroy all of them now. They've all gone. It's fantastic. I can come and do yours if you, if you want me to. Just send, send me your address. I'm more than happy to pop round. More than happy to come on my little bag of salt. Uh, very interested to hear with the, uh, the sealed-up apartment in Paris. Uh, I'm fascinated with sealed-up public spaces, underground stations. This is my favourite, the fifth floor of Liverpool department store Lewis's. The fifth floor was closed in the 50s and remained intact. Cafeteria, hairdresser... Oh, really? Oh, see, I like stuff like that. Oh, we like that kind of stuff. I'm trying to look at the uh, the images. I'm not sure whether or not my computer's going to let me look at these this morning. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, producer's going to try and open it up. I like the idea that if you're in Liverpool, you've got a department store where the fifth floor is sealed as like a little time capsule. That brilliant... Oh, it's a picture of that can- That Canon power shot thing looks quite nice, doesn't it? We're giving away today on the gadget thing. Very nice indeed. Oh, that's right. That's Lewis's fifth floor. Oh. That's the cafeteria in the days when cafeterias looked really naff. And... 
Oh, right. It just looks like empty corridor. To, to be honest with you, it looks like a current day department store. And that's the side of it. Oh, right, that's the hairdressing salon. How lovely. Is it a little time capsule? Not as good as our Paris apartment, I'm afraid. The Paris apartment, ladies and gentlemen, is, is the, the bee's knees this morning. It really is. That's, that's the one you need to, to be checking out. 84850, stevenlbc.co.uk. Uh, I keep looking at this Canon Power Shot. Sure shot, power shot. It's really nice. And it's got pop-up flash and everything. I think we shouldn't be giving that away, actually, this morning. I'm, gonna, I'm starting to go like Gems TV. Are we really giving this away? This is re- At what price? I can't believe it. £1.50? Unreal. They do that on, on Gems TV. It is possibly the worst presenters you've ever seen. They have some dreadfully bleached blonde old baggage who screws her face up all the time. And they sort of go, stop, stop the music. I can't believe we're doing it at this price. And you think, well, of course you can, because you're selling rubbish. You're not selling proper top-end-of-the-market stuff. You know, a ring, this is so rare, it's twenty nine ninety nine. I think you know what you're buying at prices like that. Uh, Nassidy, Cassidy in all the papers today. Adam's behaviour was unacceptable, but so was mine. I'm so bored. These people who play their lives out in the media, I'm afraid, are very dull and dreary. Talking of dull and dreary, here's Katie Price, out with her husband, Kieran Haler. Uh, so she's Katie Haler. Hello. Katie Haler, and she took Harvey to see the latest animated film. She couldn't take the other two kids. They were filming with Peter Andre, probably. And she doesn't like exploiting her kids at all. Many. Much. And uh, here she is with Kieran. There's been no love with them at all. She's not uh, touching... He appears not to be able to get dressed by himself. I'm sorry, were you, were you going off to the gym or something, Kieran? Or have you just not got any clothes, dear? I realise you're obviously not a very successful plasterer or builder, because you don't seem to be working, do you, much of the time? It'd be nice to make your own money. Make you feel more of a man. You know, in this marriage, which not many too, uh, not too many people are holding their <laughs> their heads out for, I'm afraid, on this one. Uh, very quickly, here's one from uh, from. Uh, oh no, I've gone the wrong way actually with this. Why has that gone down there? Ridiculous thing. What's the matter with it? It's all gone all over the place. Uh, Ted says, um, "I'm currently listening from the city that is the subject of this morning's gadget question." It's <laughs> <laughs> all we need, isn't it? That's all we need. Of course, I can't say. I can't say, can I? I'm not allowed to say. I get into trouble. Um, I saw some clippings on YouTube of a programme we did years ago called Five's Company. You haven't changed much from 1997. It is true, actually. In fact, if, if anything, I think I've got better. I've got much, much, but I'm much better looking now. Much better looking. Much better looking. I know people people say probably not, but uh, I think so as well. Uh, 84850. And uh, another one here. Actually, I'm delighted to say that the baskets, even though I did them three, four days ago now, they're blossoming like there's no tomorrow. They're, they're healthy. I will. I haven't done a picture yet. I don't want to embarrass people because I've now got eight. There's going to be 13 in total. And I've planted up all the tubs. Every, and they're coming along really, really well. Really, really well. I mean, really nicely. I didn't realise that fuchsias cling so well. So uh, if you're thinking of planting fuchsias, do it now. It's lovely. I absolutely love them. I'm, I'm so successful. I'm, I'm a bit green-fingered. Can't help it. I'm just one of those very, very successful people. When it comes to growing things, I put in, you know, I always go and buy fresh earth every year. I don't mind replacing it. I have to nip up to the garden. They're very honest with me at the garden centre. I throw it all away. I throw everything away. Bag, bagfuls, bagfuls. I empty the pot out because once you put plants in to plant out, the roots use up all the earth. So when you, so you can, when you can lift it out as one piece, throw it all away. You don't bother saving any of the earth or anything like that. And I don't save any of the plants. I either give them to Mr. Fazino, the cleaner. Uh, he looks after them. 
Well, I say he looks after me. He's got a better garden than I have. And, uh, and then I go and buy new stuff every year. All new earth, so it's all fresh. Occasionally I buy a new pot. But that's very, very rare, because I've got some nice terracotta pots. And fill it all up, and it's looking really good. I've got trailing fuchsias and upright, gira- up, upright uh, fuchsias in all the colour combinations that there are. Trays and trays of the blooming things, which is lovely. Uh, I will take a picture. I will, I'll try and do it today. It's whether we get a nice day to take pictures. At the moment, the weather hasn't been sort of good, but they're looking, they're looking very strong and healthy. Very strong and healthy. And also, because they are protected... Very little chance of any frost getting to them. It's only sort of, you know... Gardeners are such a funny lot. They really are. Most of them are quite a few shillings short of the full picnic. And, uh, and they're out there, sort of, you know, the little... I'd like a greenhouse. I'd love a greenhouse. That would keep me, keep me very, very happy. But I don't have room for a greenhouse, so we don't have that at all. Looking for more... I love the idea that Ian is interested in sealed-up rooms, public spaces. There's probably a name for that, isn't there, if somebody's interested in those sort of things. Like, we're all on sort of different, different things, I suppose. Uh, 84850, uh One here says, uh, what's wrong with using a mobile phone below 15 miles an hour? Well, you're not allowed to. I mean, it doesn't matter whether or not it's, it's clever or it's not clever. It's illegal. If you use that phone at the... Wind- and also, everybody now, unless you're a peasant, has got hands-free. I've got hands-free in the car. You can have it built into your sat-nav... And you can buy a little freestanding unit. In fact, you've got hands-free on the phone. You just push speaker. And that's the same thing. You prop it up and you can talk to somebody. There's no excuse for using a phone at the wheel unless you're a real dimbo. You know, if you're that stupid, well, then you deserve to have an accident. You know, it's not my problem. I can't deal with it. I can only tell you what the law is. I can tell you what the time is as well. It's 5.30. Steve Allen. Morning, 26 minutes to 6, Monday morning. Great to have your company. The multi-headed snake was called the Hydra. I knew it was something like that, Hydra, Phaedra, whatever. This is the name of one of the uh, the Geldof sisters. Because obviously now they have children and then just sell the picture to to a magazine. And so you get to see a picture of a baby. As if it's that interesting. Uh, no, really in Malaysia, Steve. Spent many years listening to you whilst living in Upminster and Brentwood, but now working on the new underground system in Kuala Lumpur. And still listening, says Stuart. Well, there you go. Well, there you go, you see. Mind you, you can't get away from a good thing, can you? You can't get away. Uh, Joe says, please come round and kill my slugs. LBC's got my address as I subscribe to the podcast. I'd be more than happy to come round and kill them. I'm very good. I know exactly where to look for them. I pick them up, I drop them. All I, all I come equipped with is a pair of chopsticks, a little bag and some salt. Works at... Oh, and rubber gloves. Don't like to touch anything like that. And, uh, and, that's, and we, we just get rid of them for you. It's fantastic. We're very clever. Very clever in that department. So uh, more than happy. Just send in the addresses. Uh, on the subject of, uh, of women, apparently Pete says, women drivers are a hazard to traffic. Driving to work this morning on the motorway, I looked over to my left and there was this woman in a BMW doing 65 with a face up next to the rear view mirror putting on a mascara. I've seen people putting on makeup. Going, I mean, I find it quite worrying, actually. He says, it scared me so badly, I dropped my electric shaver in my coffee and it spilled all over my mobile phone. You know what I did once? My, my worst nightmare. I always carry a bottle of water in the car. And yesterday was, was, was no different. Because, and so I go round to, to Barbara Windsor's place. And we sit down, we have a chat, a bit of a gossip, because we were early. And she said, do you want to do that? I said, no, no, I'm fine, fine. And so her and lovely Scott, they don't drink. They don't drink alcohol. Which is, which is great, because I th- they haven't touched alcohol for donkey's years, so they obviously drink a lot of tea and coffee. So, But I didn't have anything, because I have water in the car. 
And so after we'd, we'd sort of done the Lady Rattlings and had a lovely time there, and then the, the rain came down. It was, we got stuck in traffic. Down came the rain. And it was horrible. And then apparently uh, something, there was some problem with the M4. So the traffic was tailing back through Chiswick. And there's a ghastly place to get stuck in traffic. Luckily, Irvins have got their fun fair, which I think finishes, finishes yesterday. Finished yesterday on the green at uh, Chiswick, which was lovely. It, it, it looks quite nice, actually. I, I do love a fun fair. I love the flashing lights and the paint. I just love everything about it. And so Irving's were down there, so I was able to sit there and watch that for a few minutes as we sat in this never-ending traffic jam. But I then opened my water. And it was then that as I put the top on, it missed. And I spilled all water, all down. And it's, you've got to sit there in a little puddle of water. And you kind of, you smile out the window, don't you? So, mm, kind of that sort of fixed look on your face. Not good at all. Not a good look. So, and I have drunk coffee at the wheel. I will put my hands up and tell you that I have ordered a coffee before now. And I've sat there drinking. Obviously with a lid on. You know, I'm not daft enough to have a, to have a little cup with a spoon in it. Why do they always give you small cups of coffees in hotels? At the end of the dinner yesterday, we had coffee and a, a tiny little demi-tasse or whatever it's called. Oh, dreadful. Uh, could you wish Carol a nice holiday from the gang, please, says Noreen. Please, a photo of the basket soon. Give us some inspiration. They look, they look nice. I think they look nice. I think we're, um, we're going to be quite happy. Uh, let's have a look at it. Oh, there's the Canon power shot again. Every time I click on things, I get the Canon power shot. Oh, that's nice. Oh, no, it's a plastic. I kind of a plastic greenhouse. This is like a little cheap frame with a piece of plastic over it. Well, I, I don't want to spend twenty four ninety nine. Actually, I'm very upset. Last week, I wrote to Ideal World, telling them about my chains that were missing from the baskets. Have I had a reply? No, nothing at all. Not even an acknowledgement which I'm a little bit disappointed in, a little bit disappointed. I'm hoping that, uh, that, they, uh, that they would have sent some replacement chains or something, but they haven't. So I'm sort of kind of sitting there feeling a bit depressed about the whole thing. You know, if you write an email, it says, you know, you know, contact us if you've got a problem with something. So I wrote to them saying the order wasn't complete. I got the hanging baskets, got the chains in one packet, two chains missing the other packet. I had to go and buy some new chains. I quite like some chains. Not even bothered replying. Not even bothered it's a company that prides itself. That's why whenever you deal with Lakeland, I'm always so pleased. Because you, you, you deal with Lakeland and they, their customer service is second to none. It really is. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. And I'm, perhaps I'm just expecting too much in this day and age. Perhaps I'm obviously expecting a little bit too much. Uh, weirdly, Phaedra, says David, isn't even a boy's name. She was the wife of Theseus, who had a rather dodgy relationship with her stepson, Euripides, and... Uh, is it Rossini? Both wrote plays about her. Oh, right, go figure. So, Phaedra. So, there you go. So, not even a boy's name now. Well, that's terrible, isn't it? But, but people give their, their kids exotic names. It's like most of the people in the Geldof family. You've got Heavenly Hirani Tiger Lily, Peaches, Pixie. I mean, God's sake. I mean, honestly, the mother was off a trolley, I'm afraid. These bizarre names. I mean, it is odd names, isn't it? Why do people... Get, why don't they just give them normal names? Catherine. Stephen. Peter. Brian, Eric, well, maybe not Eric, you know, loads of other things. Paul, Peter, you're, you're, you can tell by somebody's name how old they are. Eric is an old name. Gerald would be an old name. That wouldn't be a, a new name, would it? Simon would be sort of, you know, semi. Malcolm could be, you know, Twix, Devil and the Deep Blue Sea. Piers, Piers could be, I don't know, sound, sounds, 
Yeah, sounds sounds 30s, doesn't it? Th- 32, 33. Uh, Sam. Sam would be probably 18, 19, I think, yes. Rupert. Rupert would be, would be would be just be posh, ageless, completely ageless. I got a thing the other day, actually. I was trying to find it earlier on, and it was somebody saying, um, it's my mum's birthday. And I remember thinking, oh, I like mentioning people's birthdays on the programme. We don't do it very often. But occasionally you do get somebody uh, writing in. Oh, that's right, Sheila from Edmonton. It's her birthday today. She's been a fan of yours for decades, says Nick. Don't be so ridiculous. I've not been here decades. How can you say things like that? Anyway, it's uh, Sheila from Edmonton's... 80th birthday. In fact, he's telling us, Sheila. He's told us you're 80. Young as you feel. Young as you feel. So I'm hoping you feel a lot younger this morning. So many, many happy returns of the day. And if you're celebrating your birthday, ladies and gentlemen, I wish you many happy returns of the day. Uh, Don't forget, we've got the gadget competition going on. I keep getting pictures of this Canon camera up on the... It looks lovely, actually. It really does look nice. It really does look nice on the gadget giveaway. Uh, Denzil Jones from Romford was our last winner. And that was the Blu-ray home cinema, which sounds wonderful. Really, really nice. And so today, the Canon PowerShot S110. And to get your hands on it, you need to know the answer to this question. Quite clearly this week, we're doing state capitals. So give it a whirl. Denver is the state capital of which US state? Denver is the state capital of which U.S. state. Text the word gadget, followed by your answer, and send it to 84850. So it's gadget, then the answer, and then 84850. Got to do it before 6.30 this morning, so you've got under the hour. Text costs pound fifty plus your standard network rate. If you text after the closing time, you won't be entered, but may still be charged. We are playing across the LBC network. Full terms and conditions online at lbc.co.uk. UK. Being Monday, you might as well let yourself go a little bit. I think I think you can afford to do that on a Monday. Do you not think so? Uh, I'm listening in the uh, the Carpathian Mountains in the Ukraine, says Shelley. 17 family members from three generations and three continents on a journey to find the tiny village that my 83-year-old mother came from and was forced to leave at 14 because of the war. And we found it! We listened to your show via the LBC app. How wonderful. How wonderful. I like the LBC app. I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed with the LBC app. People have now logged on to it, and they're now finding it so much easier to listen to uh, LBC all over the place. So, uh, so congratulations to those people who have... I'm just watching. So I've just, I'm, my, my attention span moved. I was watching this, um, this man who held up. He's been living in Spain. He's one of our most wanted men, and the police jump over the compound. He was sipping cocktails by the pool, and then he decided he was going to run away, and they've got him. They pinned him to the ground, and he'll be coming back to this country to spend the rest of his sentence. Oh, dear. It's kind of a shame when you get decent weather over there, and it's so awful, the weather over here. White vinegar, apparently in your machine, softens clothes, keeps machines clean. Cheaper than expensive softeners, and no, before you go, yuck, it doesn't make your clothes smell of vinegar, says Joan. Daryl says, my son's going to King's today. That's presumably King's College Hospital. And he'll be sedated, have two tricky wisdom teeth out. He's pretty nervous. He's a PE teacher. What, as a physical education? Well, two wisdom teeth out. I don't think you could find two wisdom teeth in the whole of Yorkshire, could you, really? Uh, In conversation with Carol Smiley, says Theresa, was rather funny and enjoyable. You just keep them coming. What a tonic. Yes, it was certainly revealing. If you've not downloaded it, you better download it. And David Essex, for all you girls who are big fans of David Essex, big fans, uh, you couldn't invent anything more naff than Madame Two Swords. Dummies for dummies. 
Oh, I like that. Steve, the monster with the snakes with the hair is Medusa. Yes, no, we were looking for Hydra, which is the the heads. I, I, know, I know Medusa. And it wasn't a monster, it was a woman. Her hair was all... I don't know why we know these things. I suppose it's because we've got an image, haven't we? So the head with eight snakes was Hydra. Steve, Steve the trucker knows this. How he knows this kind of thing, I've got no idea. Uh, Debal in Brentford says Phaedra is or was the ancient Greek myth, rather like their economy, as well as a type of plant. Actually, talking of plants, they were doing a thing on the television the other day. What was it? It was a Japanese plant that they grow somewhere. I was watching the um, countryside programme on the television. I do like it, actually. I do like it. I'm strangely drawn to sort of people with cows. He was going out to buy a bull, one of these blokes. 3,250 quid for a bull. And I thought it seemed, seemed quite a lot of money, actually. They look blooming dangerous to me. But this one, he said, was docile. He said, so there's a, a walk that goes through part of the, the field where he is, and he just sits down and watches people go by, unlike some of them that kind of chase you. I'm kind of... I'm scared of bulls. I'm very scared of... I'm scared of anything like that. I'm scared of octopuses. They had, they had octopuses, or octopi, in the, in the fish shop, Sandy's in Twickenham the other day, from Portugal. I said, well, how big is this octopus? He said, quite big. Went, oh, no. I said, how do you cook it? He said, well, you just cut it up and you sort of put it in the... Oh, sounded horrible. Don't think of anything worse. I'm sure it's not good for you. Quarter to six. <laughs> News headlines with Dan Whitehead. Boris Johnson says if Britain left the EU... LBC app. Now, even better. LBC 97.3. Call 08456060973. This is London's biggest conversation with Steve Allen. Morning, 11 minutes to uh, 6 is the time. I see that poor old Melanie Sykes, not the brightest knife in the box, I'm afraid, is going to give her guests just 24 hours notice because she's getting married in secret. You remember dim Melanie, I'm afraid, decided to get married in a church, you know, like normal people, and then didn't realise, because not the brightest penny in the box, uh, they published the bans. When you get married in a church, they publish the bans. They say they do it in the local paper. The forthcoming wedding of Melanie Sykes and some bloke she met five seconds ago will be taking place on such a day. And because it's a church, you can go. Well, Melanie, duh, not the brightest penny in the box, didn't know. So cancelled it immediately because people knew where she was getting married. I thought, because it's a church, dear. It's public property. What do you think? You're going to fence it off just for you? I don't think so. Anyway, so now, uh, because she's getting married to a roofer that she met on Twitter. About four months ago. So it's a long-term relationship. And um, so she's now going to change the location. And guests will find out the day before. And only her closest friends know where she's getting married. Who cares? I do beg your pardon. I'm terribly sorry, ladies. It's Melanie Sykes. We're not talking about a member of the royal family here. We're talking about Melanie Sykes. Who? Thank you. I rest my case. She's getting married and she wants it to be a big secret. Good. Well, keep it a secret. Nobody cares. Here's uh, Jeremy Clarkson, who's out with another lady. Sharing a kiss with a former Miss World. Is she really? Good Lord. Standards obviously dropped somewhat, I think. But uh, here she is, and she's former Miss World. And, um, and he was out with her at the Grouch Show, and they were having a snog. I suppose prompting that age-old question, is it possible for a famous celebrity to be... Friends with a woman without the S-E-X word rearing its ugly head. Uh, stranger throwing a glass of beer over, uh, over Michael Lavelle. He was out with his friends and this bloke threw a glass of beer and then ran off like the little girl that he was, I presume. 
And uh, also in the paper here, this is the Primark factory survivor, even though I'm sure they make clothes for loads of other people. And here she is. She survived. I mean, absolutely amazing. Uh, The mystery of Nadine's I'm a Celebrity Cash. You remember Nadine Dorries, don't we? This was the woman who pitched up on I'm a Celebrity, an MP, apparently. And uh, she's not declared any income from her appearance. Strict House of Commons rules state that payments for outside work must be registered within 30 days. And so she was expected to earn £40,000 for her 12 days. It's outrageous money, isn't it, really? But um, no, no, no payment. Uh, asked why she'd not declared any earnings, she said, I'm a backbencher, not a minister. My personal finances are my business. However, any payment I receive has to be reported to the registrar within 30 days. Ergo, if I haven't registered a payment, it's because I haven't received one. She says, please be clear, it'll be very, a very stupid MP who received a payment and didn't register it. Well, yes, I should imagine so. Oh, lovely. Down came the rain. Thank you. There you go. Look at that. It's lovely. It's beautiful. It really is. And not a biscuit to dunk in sight, but there you go. I've given up biscuits now. Christian was inquiring earlier on as to why I kept singing Down Came the Rain. And I was explaining. Well, I wasn't really explaining, but it's, it's, it's Mitch Murray's single. And he wrote it. and It was a big hit years ago. And so, and he lives on the Isle of Man, but he's on the board of PRS. It's a long, convoluted story, but he wrote this song called Down Came the Rain. And it starts off all lovely with violins and harps and everything else. And he's meeting this girl. And then obviously it's always, all his relationships are doomed. Because he then goes, and then it goes, and then the, um, the violins go, and he goes, Down came the rain. It's happened. So every time he goes out for a girl and on a date, they're just about to kiss and the rain comes down and it, it ruins it. That's why we sing it. And also because he's a listener to LBC. Even a member of PRS. Natalie Cassidy, a two-page dreary spread. And I'm hope, so happy to be getting married to Adam. It feels right. Our troubles are behind us. Oh, dear. I, I do hope so, dear, because we, we do know every aspect of your life now. I'd quite like to leave some of it, you know, behind. Some of it so that you didn't need to, uh, to tell us. A relative of uh, Stuart Hall telling how he groomed her aged eight... She said, uh, everybody was in awe of Uncle Stu, but he was a horrible lech forever touching me. I'll never forget the way he looked at me. That horrible child catcher laugh. Um, Savile's victims sue schools' charities. This is uh, legal, actually, against Bernardo's, which is in the papers today. And uh, some pictures, some nice pictures of the Beatles taking a break before they became the world's biggest band. I was watching a a programme on the television the other day, and it was... Um, what was it? It was obviously Paul McCartney on tour. And it was with Linda McCartney, who appeared to, appeared to play keyboards. I wasn't actually aware that she did play keyboards, but she was there. And I, I think that was when there was a, an, an infamous piece of music on the internet, isn't it? When they're singing Band on the Run. It turns out the poor old Linda uh, didn't sing very well, actually. But she did play Very Good Tambourine, which we quite liked. 84850. Phaedra, also the lawyer on Housewives of Atlanta. The weirdo married the jailbird Apollo, says Christine. (laughs) Gladys says, I'm currently listening while sitting on the banks of the Sea of Tranquility. Well, of course you are, dear. And uh, as long as the drugs don't wear off, you're fine. Uh, People who explore abandoned places, tunnels, subway systems, places you're not meant to go, are called urban explorers. Really? I've seen pictures. I've seen pictures. Jill says, uh, as usual on the BAFTAs, they showed photos of those who've died this year. So many wonderful actors and entertainers have departed. It was very sad. Not many people can make me laugh nowadays, and thank goodness for your programme. I know. Well, it it is true, isn't it? I mean, you you don't get... 
many, many laughs nowadays on, on television or radio. Most things are sort of a little bit depressing, aren't they? And you, you turn on the news and it's sort of people dying and, oh, just horrible explosions or buildings collapsing. And you think it would be nice to have some good news occasionally. Unfortunately, today there is no good news. There is no good news at all because it's, um, it's going to be miserable again. We've got rain and we've got rain later on this week and it gets a bit colder and you kind of give up. You think, come on, give us some sunshine. Katie Price loves to have a man she can look after with her money. It's not love. It's all about publicity, Steve, and fame hungry. He's just a puppy dog and she's a bit simple. To be honest with you, she likes people to hang around with. Well, they don't seem to be holding hands or doing things which you imagine a young couple in love. I mean, I'm assuming... It's just a business arrangement. You know, she finds somebody, she gets married for a short while. They uh, Have they had the new wedding pictures or have we had the old wedding? I don't know what we had actually on it. To be honest with you, I'm, I'm really bored with these people who do multiple weddings. It's a bit dreary. Um, <clears throat> 84850. Sid says, presumably the women who apply makeup whilst driving are just too concerned about looking their best if they have an accident at the wheel. I always worry about that. Don't you worry about that at the wheel? Mind you, I worry more about other cars. I'm not worried about my driving. My driving is, is not not perfect, quite clearly. But it's, it's as good as you're going to get. It's as good as you're going to get. Nick Ferrari and the team with you after the news at 7 o'clock this morning. Uh, looking through the papers today is Neil Wallace, the media commentator and former News of the World executive editor. So he'll no doubt be talking about the uh, this shocking nurses' poll, which is in the papers today. And it paints a shocking picture of our hospitals. Now, I have to hold my hands up. I'm a big fan of the NHS. I'm a big fan, because every time I've been in there, I think they've been perfect, as perfect as they can be. But I realise in certain parts of the country, things are obviously not as good as they should be. And they appear to be uh, to be falling down, mainly because they're hugely overworked. Although, actually, I spoke to Mrs Modi the other day, who's got the news agent, and her arm is in a sling. And apparently on, was it Saturday night? Saturday night, I think. She tripped over. There was no light on outside. Anyway, she tripped over and she damaged her arm. So she goes to the West Middlesex Hospital to A&E. And I said, I bet you were in there for hours. She said, no. She said I was out. She was in there at 10.30 and back home by about 12.30. Really fast. Because you do hear horror stories, don't you, of people going to A&E over the weekends and they sit there for six hours, seven hours. Because there's not enough people on. They don't have enough staff within the NHS but uh, she looked fine, if, if not in a little bit of pain. And I said, that's the disadvantage of getting a bit older. When you fall over, you hurt yourself. You know, I've still got a very, very sore arm. And why? I've got no idea. Either I banged it against a door or I've done something. Uh, the pensioner is a professional comedian who was in the final of a talent show, New Faces, in the 1980s. This is Kelly Fox, who's doing uh, a feisty performance of a song called Kiss My Bottom for want of a better description. Viewers not, were not told about her a lifelong career as a comedian, once known as the British Joan Rivers. What? The British... What do they make this rubbish up from? What do they just sort of go, the British Joan Rivers? And you go, no, you weren't. You were, no, no. Nigel Pickering, who performs with Kelly in her pub band, uh, Idle Frets, let out her secret. She's never known as the Brit- Britain's Joan Rivers. She was known as that poor woman who never quite made it, and so at 71, she pitches up on the television, hoping to get some more gigs out of it, and probably will, probably will. Although uh, many of you appeared not to uh, like it. Mark says, down came the rain, it's so very David Bowie doing Anthony Newley. <laughs> that's, a, that's a little bit of a dichotomy, but I can't work that one out at all, I'm afraid. And here's um, the harsh reality world of... Um, 
Celebrity Land. Last month, the on-off relationship Mario Falcone and Lucy Mecklenburg uh, finally realised that while their future as a couple might have been orange, it wasn't particularly bright, so Lucy dumped him. And um, now, 25-year-old Italian tailor Mario has been on dates with fellow Essex girl Lydia Denby, who is just 16 years old. What? That's a bit nasty, isn't it? Anyway, she's the best friend of Lucy's younger sister. Oh, that's, I thought her name was Awkward. It's a separate word. I thought, fancy calling your sister Awkward. Oh, dear. Nasty old Mario Falcone, who's about 190, I think. Not very good at all. Anyway, they've been to some quiet pubs in Essex. Didn't know there was such a thing. News at six. Here it comes. On FM, online and digital radio, London's biggest conversation. This is LBC 97.3. Morning, it's five past six, it's LBC 97.3. I like Kevin O'Sullivan writing in the paper today about uh, comedy update as dismally unfunny, vicious, lost two million viewers, the laughs just kept on not coming, he says. Obviously not a big fan of it at all, which is a bit of a shame. He's also also not a fan of uh, Peter Andre, my love, he says, dreary drivel which unfortunately it has turned into. There is nothing that Peter Andre does apart from goes to see his drippy girlfriend who spends a lot of time playing with her hair and thinking, "Mm, how long can I spin this one out? Uh, Plus he's got, uh, well, I can't even repeat the celebrity juice one, which was quite a clever line, but it's totally unrepeatable. And uh, does it work? Mary, Queen of the High Street. I think so. You do see empty high streets. You do see, you know sort of places which are boarded up and you think why? It's like all we seem to get in Twickenham are coffee shops. Coffee shops. Well we've got loads of charity shops and estate agents might have enough coffee shops. They've opened another one up and you think good lord I mean how many more can we can we sustain on the high street? There's a limit to how much coffee even we can drink. And uh, the council just sort of, you know, yeah, go on, you can do that. Uh, Carol says, we had great fun at work on Friday downloading the Ding Dong song. By the end of the day everybody was singing it. It's very infectious. It is, isn't it? I hear my heart go ding dong. Eat time, eat time, I lie. <laughs> eat time, you say, love me then. It's an old Chinese song from the world of Susie Wong, the stage version. The stage version, which is very funny. Uh, comedian Russell Howard is laughing all the way to the bank. He's earned £4 million in two years. Well, you're obviously not trying, darling, because Michael McIntyre. £21 million in a year. Peter Kay, £20 million. And Lee Evans, £13, 13 million. Holly Willoughby, loads. Loads of money. If she's earning £28,000 for doing The Voice and she only appears for seconds, I mean, she must be laughing. It's about £400,000 a series, isn't it? Something like that. For doing that little amount of work. Good grief, we ought to come into the real world, dear. 20 pubs a month are closing. That's what they say now, 20 pubs. And they, they, they put it down to the fact that a lot of people uh, don't go to pubs anymore because they can't smoke. It's funny, that, isn't it? Because you go outside. I always imagine if, you, if you're in a pub, you want to go and sit outside in the fresh air and have a cigarette. Makes you feel a bit better about it. Not that I smoke anymore, but that's what I imagine people would want to do. People would actually want to go out there. But they don't nowadays. They want to sit in the pub and they want to smoke. And, and I've seen people smoking in pubs. I've seen people standing in the doorways. It's, it's not, uh, not very nice, not very clever. Picture of Prince Harry rolling about on the floor doing his, um, you know, game of sitting volleyball the other day. He, like, he likes doing this kind of thing. He really does. You know, it's, it's his, his kind of thing. You know, it's a bit of action. He can roll around on the floor and play, play the buffoon. Then Harry's up for that one. He loves that kind of thing. 
Uh, more in the paper as well today. Oh, it's Mylene Class. Got a new bikini range, quite clearly. And, 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 and... Oh, there's a, an, an eating disorder which is featured in the papers this morning. Apparently there is a group for people who cannot stop eating. For people who, who eat all the time. For people who go home and they eat even when they're not hungry. Whereas the majority of you will eat when you're hungry. If you're in this, this eating disorder group, you will eat just for the sake of eating. It's a bit like dogs. I mean, I'm assuming... Well, it's most people, isn't it? I mean, are you, I don't necessarily think, am I hungry? I'll have something to eat. I think, I'll have something to eat. I don't think, am I hungry? I mean, I got in yesterday, having had dinner out, and I did have, I did have some food as well. Not, not huge. But I just had a little something, but I went to bed, probably the wrong time to eat it. And then this morning, I had a piece of um, Edam cheese. Just a, just a little square of Edam cheese. I don't know why, actually. I don't normally do things like that. But I had some Edam cheese. And then somebody told me the other day, they said, it was really bad for you. It's very fattening. I said, listen, everything's bad for you. The only thing that's good for you is apparently pasta and lean meat bolognese and all that kind of rubbish which people serve up. <gasps> Must be dreadful if you're vegetarian. Now you cope with life. Absolutely awful. Uh, Ashley Cole has bedded a French beauty. He met on Instagram, flying her over for a two-night romp. He, uh, he met up with this, uh, this woman here, who's only 20 but looks so much older, on a photo-sharing social network. She's apparently, just to, just to reaffirm your faith in the human race, a bisexual nymph. So there you go. And not, not in the same way as nymphs and shepherds come away, you know, not that kind of thing. She's another sort of nymph. You know, it used to be lovely, like, nymphs and shepherds come away. Nowadays they live over the channel and they charge by the hour. So that's what they call a nymph nowadays. I'm not really bothered about, uh, bothered about Ashley Cole, I'm afraid. I'm, it just sort of leaves me cold most of the time. 84850, Steve Adelby, <laughs> you can get the words out. 84850.co.uk. Don't forget we have our gadget competition for today. And uh, yesterday, Avril says, nice to see you. She says, and I thought you looked really well yesterday. This was at the, the Lady Rattlings. We had a lovely time. Thank you very much indeed. It was, it was really nice, actually. And a couple of people shoved bits of paper into my hands. One here said, from, from Leslie, who says, Pamela, Franklin and Roxy, who listen every day from Mallorca. You just say hello to them. And, and James Parsons, very posh, with the wife, they, they have a driveway in Hackney. I mean, how many people can say that? A driveway. They said, if you want to go to Columbia Road Market, you can park in our drive. How cool is that? I said... I said it is a particularly big car. They said it's a particularly big drive. So I was very excited. James, thank you for that. And he's obviously at New Spitalfields Market. What do they do at New Spitalfields? What do they sell there? I'm trying to work out what, what business he's in. I don't know what business he's in. We'll have, we'll have to check him out now. Oh, dear, James, you make life very complicated. But anyway, it was a good time yesterday. It was really good. Victoria Wood was excellent. Barbara was on good form. Roy Hudd looked marked. There were loads. Bobby Crush was there. Barry Burnett got an award. His mother looked gorgeous. There were some really, really nice people. Really, really nice people. It was it was lovely. Is, that fruit and, is he fruit and veg? Oh, right. Oh, well, there you go. Horticultural market. Well, he's obviously got a driveway in Hackney. How posh is that, eh? Driveway in Hackney. God, I was very impressed. No, it was a lovely, lovely day, actually, and you know, raised some money for St Mungo's. If it raises money for charity, and people have a bit of a knees up, and the girls at the Lady Rattlings like a bit of a knees up. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I mean, Victoria Wood had never seen anything like it. Because it is, it's a traditional society. It's been going for 80 years, and they, do, they have their own song, and we do wave handkerchiefs, 
And I know it sounds bizarre. And she said, this is somewhat odd. Because if you've never seen it, I saw her writing a sketch about the Lady Ratlings. I thought, you want to go to the Water Rats? They do the same kind of things. You know, but later we, we wave handkerchiefs and uh, the girls get up and they do strolling. You know that song, strolling, just strolling. And they walk round and say hello to everybody, all the tables and shake hands. And if you're on top table, they come and shake your hand. It's love. It really is lovely. Honestly, it's, it's, it's worth joining organisations now that A, can do good for charity, and B, you can, have, you can have a bit of fun at the same time. You can have a dinner, you can sit down. Not everybody can afford it all the time, but you can do it every so often. Sit down with some good friends and some good mates, and uh, it's a good old gossip time. And an opportunity, nobody stands on ceremony. People are taking photographs of, of everybody and, you know, people with their arms round each other. And just, it was nice. It was, it was good. It was very good. So well done, as usual, to the Lady Rattlings. Um, so thank you. I did... I, I, was, I was feeling well, actually. And I had two glasses of red wine. I don't normally drink red wine, but I've, I've come to the conclusion it's good for me. <laughs> it's my story, anyway. I normally drink white wine, but I had red wine, but I did have a few, few petty fours. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. Uh, another one here. It says, Melanie Sykes... I live five miles from Sherbourne. Pity she's not getting married in the Abbey. Nothing else round here is grand and two pub opposite. So what about a choice of viewing venue, says Stuart? Well, she was going to get married in the Abbey. And then she discovered, duh, not being bright, that they published the band. So it went up there. Melanie Sykes is getting married to some bloke she hardly knows. And it's at this time and anybody can turn. You can go. It's a, if, if anybody's getting married in a church, you can just go and sit in there. It's a public building. They can't buy the church for the day. It's a public worship place you can go in there i realize you don't want any loonies in there do you or anything like that but you can go and sit in a church and watch a marriage so she decided she didn't want that because she wanted something private i thought i wish she'd disappear that would be so much more helpful wouldn't it she only known this bloke four months what sort of basis is that for a marriage see 97.3 we've all grief how many more mentions can olivia coleman get on LBC. So it was good for her. Two BAFTAs. That must be quite nice when you go home, sitting on the top of the bus, you've got your two BAFTAs. You know, people go, what have you got there? BAFTAs. Very, very impressive. Very, very impressive. So congratulations to her. 84850, Um There's a, apparently um, a drug used to treat leukaemia, which could help prevent Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's and other brain conditions. It's called uh, nilotinib. It forces cancer cells in tumours to destroy themselves. You know, isn't it fantastic, the things that they can do nowadays? They, they bring out all this stuff and we all go, oh, God, I hope that's around when I sort of start falling apart. You know, bits start dropping off you. And of course, by that time, we hopefully should have moved on quite a lot. Uh, more pictures of Victoria Beckham wearing the most ludicrous outfit I've ever seen in my entire life. I wasn't sure whether or not this is actually serious or whether she's just taking the mickey out of people. Um, there's a wife who took revenge on her estranged husband when he took another woman out in the sports car. She caused £8,000 worth of damage. Quite clearly, Lynn Bird had split from hubby Stewart but snapped when started. he started seeing somebody else. She scratched his car, daubed paint on them, did all sorts of things. You think, no, they've split up. But obviously some people are still very bitter and twisted. Uh, one of the killers of Damilola Taylor is being freed for the fourth time, although prison bosses admit he still shows no remorse. This is the ghastly Ricky Preddy, who's had early release three times since 2010, but on each occasion breached parole and was returned to jail. Now, jail chiefs will be forced to free him when the eight-year sentence he and brother Danny received for stabbing Damilola expires within days. He shows no re- remorse whatsoever. What a horrible person. 
horrible, horrible person. And, uh, and some women here who've had... Well, I can't tell you. It's too rude. They've had tattoos, but they're not... They are tattoos, but on a certain part of their body. And uh, there's a writer and stand-up comedian who's 55. She's got two children. They must be thrilled to see their mother topless in the paper. There's a law student, Monica Miller from Cambridge. Well, that doesn't prove anything nowadays. And uh, another woman here who, is, who works as a tattoo artist. Oh, dear. Don't hold out too much hope, I'm afraid, on these ones. But they've had two tattoos done on parts of their body. Which is sort of a little bit, little bit obvious, as they say. Listen, you've got um, seven, about five minutes left on the uh, the gadget giveaway for today. After Denzel Jones from Romford got the fabulous Blu-ray home cinema today. It's the Canon PowerShot S110. But you need to know the answer to this question. And the question is: If you want to get it, because the lines close at six thirty, Denver is the state capital of which U.S. state? Denver is the state capital of which US state. Text the word gadget, followed by your answer, and send that to 84850. Got to be here before 6.30. Text will cost you £1.50, plus your standard network rate. If you text after the closing time, you won't be entered, but may still be charged. We're playing across the LBC network. Full terms and conditions online at lbc.co.uk. So it's quite nice, isn't it? Your chance to get the Canon power shot. I keep looking at pictures of it. I keep thinking, I could do with one of these. But unfortunately, I can't enter the competition. But you can, and you've got five minutes to get your entries in, because it's got to be here by 6.30. So Denver is the state capital of which US state? Text the word gadget, G-A-D-G-E-T, followed by your answer, and send it to 84850. But it's got to be here. You've got about five minutes before 6.30. Just make sure you do it in plenty of time. Text costs £1.50, plus your standard network rate. If you text after the closing time, you won't be entered, but you may still be charged. We're playing across the LBC network. Full terms and conditions are online at lbc.co.uk. Do you know that the Brits are very good, this this didn't come as any surprise to me, at flipping between uh, languages? But also, we're very good at switching between posh and local accents. So depending on which company you're in, you can go, hello, hello, you all right, mate? How are you doing? You know, I have to do it here because some of the stuff, none of the ones we're working with at the moment, are, are sort of posh. And then other ones, I have to, I have to sort of change a bit. So they walk, I go, all right, mate, how are you doing? You know, been up the apples and pears and we'd have to do this whole malarkey. And so then they understand what I'm talking about. But if, if I said to them, hello, how are you this morning? They'd look at me blankly. So I have to bring it down to their level. So we're, we're very good at adjusting. To say, well, I've known that for ages. Doesn't everybody do that? Do we not all adjust to situations and we do local accents? You know, if I'm up in Liverpool... Or, or I'm, I'm sort of in Geordie, like, why, eh? You know, I say, I get off the bus, I go, why, eh, everybody? Bake a groove, you know, and they all understand what I'm talking about. If I'm going down to Buckingham Palace, hello, hello, how's, how's everybody here today? You know, and that you just adjust, don't you, to, to fit the situation. You know, put it this way, if somebody stops me in Leicester Square in the early hours of the morning, I'm not going to be going, hello, how very nice indeed to meet you. I'm going to be, all right, mate, what can I do for you? No, I'm all right, thanks. I don't want to buy any big issues, all right? You know, that's what you have to say. You just, you fit into a situation. You know, everybody does it. We all adapt in, in work. You just depends who you're talking to, doesn't it? You don't have the same conversations with every single person. No, just me again. Thank you. Uh, there's also the oldest what in town today? The oldest set of swings. Do you remember as a kid going to the playground and then as an adult, all of a sudden you can't go on the swings anymore because they're only for children? And I've campaigned for years to try and get swings... You know, for adults, because adults want to swing. 
And it's also, it's very good. It's very, you know, very good for sort of exercise or a roundabout. Well, not so much a roundabout, you get a bit dizzy on a roundabout. But, I mean, on swings. They've got the oldest ones in town here at the, uh, the playground. And uh, these ones towered ta- 13 feet off the ground. 13 feet. I mean, to be honest with you, health and safety would never pass these things nowadays. They brought them down to a more reasonable size. But I used to love it. It's in uh, Wixted Park in Kettering. I seem to remember going to Kettering once for something. It might have been an amusement park. Is Kettering not... I went on a little roller coaster in Kettering. Do you know where it was? Oh, right, is it famous? Oh, right, just no Kettering. What, what's... What, I'm, I can't remember why we ended up in Kettering. Was it, was it near somewhere? Hello. Was it near somewhere that... Um, it's Northamptonshire. God knows what we were doing up there. Perhaps we were lost. Perhaps we were towing our caravan and ended up in the wrong junction of the motorway. But I distinctly remember going to Kettering and going to a little amusement park and there was a little railway on it. A scenic, we used to call them scenic railways. You'd probably call it roller coaster kind of thing. But it wasn't really roller coaster. It didn't go upside down like they do nowadays, so your granny falls out. You know, that's always fun to watch, isn't it? You're going around, you go, loop, loop, and gra- granny's gone. She's disappeared. And all that money that falls on the floor. So the oldest swings in town, but they're in Kettering, which is lovely. Also pictures of Richard Branson dressing up in women's clothing. He says it's a bet. I think it's some secret that he's harbouring, which he's not prepared to tell you about just yet. Anything for a bit of publicity. Uh, listen, just about it for this morning. You've got to get your entries in quickly for the gadget giveaway. If you want to get your hands on the cannon, I shall tell you tomorrow. Also, thank you to all Leon's Gallery. Sending all these lovely books in. Arcadian Vistas, Richmond's Landscape Gardens. Should read that one on the train going home today, which is all very posh. I bet they're going to be talking about the BAFTAs this morning and how well our new friend Olivia Coleman did. And uh, big up, Olivia. Well done to you. Uh, Nick Ferrari and the team will be here just after the news at 7 with Neil Wallace looking at the papers for you this morning. And it's going to be uh, all the ladies wearing their frocks at the BAFTAs. Some people sort of wearing frocks at the BAFTAs, some people not. Also, farewell Fergie, that's not Sarah Ferguson. That's Alex Ferguson, who's finally gone. Wayne Rooney also wants to go as well. He's had enough, and so he said he's going. And so you've got the moving speech on the front of the sun, the ladies wearing their frocks, Natalie Cassidy droning on about her boring life. I said, why do people tell you about that? Who cares? Somebody wants to get married? Go get married. Stop droning on about it. We know she's got a violent boyfriend, and also Michael Lavelle, attacked by a stranger in a pub. Not so much attacked, but somebody threw a glass of wine over a glass of beer or something. It just looks a bit staged, I'm afraid. How lucky to have a photographer there to capture the scene. And uh, they've had to take out William Roach's uh, waxwork from Madame Two Swords up in Blackpool, which used to be Louis Two Swords, because it, but it was so bad, it was laughable. And now it's Madame Two Swords, and it's improved, they tell me. Listen, have a lovely day. We'll have a free podcast for you up in about 30 minutes. Thanks to all the Lady Rattlings for yesterday, and to Barbara for, uh, for a very, very nice afternoon. I feel, I feel really plumptious today. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning. At four. Don't miss it and don't forget to download the programme. Next on LBC, the morning news with Susan Bookbinder. LBC 97.3.